right, well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Bottom of the Bill. It's been, what, like a month and a half since we started? Yeah, it's been since June. Man, it's been a long time. It feels good to be back, though. What have you been doing? Just hanging out. Really? Just hanging out? Oh, yeah. You haven't done anything? Done nothing. We didn't go on tour or... No. We didn't release an album? Didn't do anything. Just, just really ta- just really taking the time to find myself. Why Why did we take time to find ourselves? Because I was lazy. You were lazy or were we working real hard on something? I'm just joking, guys. We <laughs> released a, a new album called Liberation. Uh, it's available on all streaming platforms. We had some really fun shows that we did with, with, that we'll get to in a minute, but... Uh, we have a, a, a supporting tour that we're doing throughout the fall. Uh, the dates will be announced on the screen in just a moment. Uh, here they are. Here they are. Uh, so we got our boy Brandon Howell with us today. What's up, Ham Hawks? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's uh, what I call my legs, actually. <laughs> my I, s- I swear to God, I, I just, it's like inside <laughs> joke with me and Carrie. I'm like the Hawks. I just do this. <laughs> Go Hawks! Wait, hang on for the listeners at home. Go, Go Hawks. Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love you, Carrie. <laughs> uh, so we did a uh, so we did an album release run back in uh, at the end of July, and unfortunately, Aaron got the COVID and couldn't make it. So we had our boy Brandon fill in with us. Yeah. And he did Dang. did all right. Did all right. Yeah, dude, I failed every show. It was all good. <laughs> that was honestly so much fun. You you crushed that. that dude, weekend. I loved it. It was very challenging, but a good challenge. Yeah, it yeah. It was a damn good challenge. And, a, dude, that shit, that was very rewarding. Y'all's album is amazing. Oh, thanks, I man. I fucking love it. You know, I think, uh, I think it's like, uh, it's the best conglomeration of the whole thing that I've heard y'all been doing over this whole time period into one smashed we're supposed to do unpopular opinions at the end. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <Right>. Adios, meos. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, the shows were, they were fun. <laughs> yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. So uh, Sanford, when we played at, at Tuffy's, that was a really cool venue. It's one of the coolest places I've been to, especially in Orlando, I will say that. Uh, it's not in Orlando. Well, in the Orlando, Orange County area, yeah. yes. Um, God, man, are you you're just the worst person to hang out with? <laughs> just, they would, they probably wouldn't appreciate you saying that it's in Orlando. It's in to Sanford. The people of Sanford, <laughs> I'm sorry, and also, where were you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because that is true. Actually, true statement there. Anyway, we had some some friends show up though. It was fun. Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, we we didn't play to nobody. It's a really good warm up. God, show. you could feel God's presence there. Yeah, you feel God's presence. The Lord there. was in the building. The Lord was in the building. Uh, <laughs> and Andrew Scotchy and the River Rats, obviously, yeah. were a lot of fun oh, to hang best. out with, and they crushed it as well. And I think that we got to really bond with them on a very different level than we have in the past, which is always really a lot of fun to do. It reminded me a lot of going on uh, uh, camp trips. You ever do that? Oh, not camp trips, church trips. Yeah, dude. Church. Right? Camp Civitan, church. Yeah. You're all in a bus together, all in a van together, and by the end of it, you've got, like, fucking four best friends or everybody's best friends. Or you hate each other, but mostly it's best friends. I think I've been to church, like, twice in my life. Wow. Yeah. I used to go four times a week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. It was great. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> it's a lot. Then the Tampa show, though. The Tampa show was – I think that was our best night, probably, Yeah, dude. Honestly. Tom Brady pulled up. It was awesome. Number yeah, 12, dude. the GOAT, front row. Bought a T-shirt. He wouldn't sign – mine but he was busy <laughs> yeah he's real busy yeah 
Um, yeah, that was that was probably my favorite night of the run, honestly. Yeah. Because I think we were, I don't know what it was about it. There was just like a looseness, and I think we got through the first night, and there was kind of like a, you know, we were also like well rested, hadn't been driving all day. You know, yeah, like, yeah. We should also preface too that uh, uh, Brandon, <laughs> like Aaron Brandon got sick. Actually, I, I, what? Sorry, no, good. What sorry. did I say? No, no, sorry. No, I, what did I, you say? I was correcting myself. Oh, okay. It's an inappropriate time to do that. I'm no, sorry. no, no. It, <laughs> I, I just want to know your justification for interrupting me. Like, what were you? Was it worth it? <laughs> yes, it was. And why? Because I said that we didn't drive all day. I didn't take into account that Brandon did drive all day and for that f- gig. Thanks. And, and you felt that Thanks. you needed yeah. to say it right when I was in the middle of talking. Fit. Yeah. Par for the course. Nothing has changed. <laughs> at all. Right back at and it. People have been telling me that I interrupt you too much. But okay. Anyways. <laughs> so you should preface that uh, uh, Brandon, uh, sorry, Aaron got sick on Monday. Yeah. Th- uh, tours on Friday or Thursday, Thursday right? Yeah. Thursday. And so uh, Brandon learned all of our songs in two days. Two and days. Monday, I'm sorry, Tuesday and Wednesday he came over. It wasn't Monday. No, Monday and Tuesday. Monday and Tuesday. He, got, he came over the day that Aaron got sick. And then Monday and Tuesday he learned all of our songs. And that was our first show was in Sanford. I think that's why the second show was so good you're you're like you got i really learned whenever i drove to sanford like three hours earlier than than y'all and got barbecue and sat in the rain in my van just listen to the tunes just sat there and just hammered them out that was when i was like okay i really liked man yeah ate a bunch of chickens i was uh (laughs) once plural chickens once a bunch of chickens It was. It's kind of wild because like we had the two rehearsals leading up to it, which is even crazy that we were able to do that. The fact that you were that you were even available at all. Was yeah. Like, I was just like, yo. Yeah, it just so happened to work out. Jesus that, uh, I don't know. That wasn't Dave had injured himself, but I don't think it was that. I was just randomly off, and I was like, "Wish you talking to the mic." Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Clip on. Clip on. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But <laughs> like, you know, it all just it all. It all worked out for the best, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if we couldn't have Aaron, I'm I'm glad that we were able to get you. You definitely were the, the, the first choice and glad that it worked out. Uh, and then we did... Uh, um, 1904. Yeah, 1904 was after that, yeah. And that was a really fun show, too. Um, I, I really feel like, like Tampa is where we, where, where we... Was like our sweet night, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think we just like really nailed it on that night i don't know yeah. why it was so just loose and relaxed and just felt good the sound was good i don't know it was just a, a really fun show i never oh, i'm so sorry no my bad i no. was just gonna comment on the slider burgers oh yeah oh, those are fire too i was gonna say eight dollars for a little you know bite of a burger but it was really flavorful i didn't uh i didn't <laughs> have the sliders but i was gonna say i've never had uh, uh two good shows in a row it's always been one good one and one not as good one <laughs> I'm just saying that's what it is. It seems like it's like if 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 last night was a fucking you know not a heater, that tonight's gonna be one, and that's usually the case. Yeah. Not that I missed a single note on tour, so that was great. I feel like Sanford. Oh, it, I feel like Sanford was actually a su- surprisingly good performance too. No, yeah, we did a good performance. I think 1904 was probably collectively the weakest performance. I yeah, collectively, like if you take yeah. an entire team's batting average, but. I believe I was hitting a thousand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you just you just got nervous because you were. Uh, I was just tired. Yeah, there's a lot, lot, lot of things. You were trying to do too much jazz in there. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, home base. You were like, ooh. Yeah. All right, and then you know. Yeah, I was trying. Yeah. <laughs> that was a nice <laughs> jab. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. No, I like jazz. Well, no, you don't. Nobody really does. They're all just faking it. No, the fucking yeah. album is great though, and those shows were a lot of fun. 
Thanks, yeah. man. It, it gave me a newfound respect for all of y'all, and especially Aaron, for being able to write such awesome drum parts that he can play and actually play it again. Because some of those were just like, you know, but once you wrap your, they're so, once you wrap your mind around them, they're just infectious. Yeah. Like the one part of the temptress or whatever, you yeah, know, just gets stuck bridge. in your head, you know? Yeah, man. That was a, uh, <laughs> we like, it's, it's kind of wild. Like we had a rehearsal last night and we just worked, for, I'd say about spent what, two and a half hours oh God, last on literally night? just like, yeah. like reviewing eight measures of one. We're, we're, we're writing new material oh, and stuff nice. for, for another album, you know, right. Cool. We're writing um, the chorus of one song trying to fit the lyrics that Sean wrote into it and make it like work. Oh my God! We didn't. We didn't get. Like we didn't agree on what the final thing is gonna be yet, uh, and it's literally like like a thirty second section of a song, and it took us two and a half hours to get to an end result that we don't even agree on at the moment. Oh yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. there before. <laughs> That's that kind of shit. That it's like the attention to detail. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like you gotta start like taking into account. We'll say, well, this part only works because this thing's going on, and if this if this thing changes, and this has to change, it's, it becomes like a whole. It's a puzzle, you know. It's just like a, well, it, may, it it shows in the new album and the way it feels whenever you play it all, because that's exactly. It's just instead of being like a song, it's these whole like uh, it, they are stories musically and lyrically speaking. Yeah, you know, right. Because right. of all the small little things, you know, certain paws or even, uh, you know, just holding something out further that you wouldn't, you know, yeah. before, you know, all the small things is what made me like, ooh, those are the tricky little stuff that like, as soon as you think you got it, you're like, oh yeah, but the second one does this. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of like a, a curse that I, I specifically have because you notice that you'll notice that kind of shit happening more in, in the songs that I bring to the table versus like what Sean or Billy bring to the table that have like a more straight ahead format. Uh, except for the, the new song that you brought to the table. That's, that's been a big brain buster. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, other than that, yeah, like, I'll show you that later. It's really, it's, it's a good one. Yeah. Nice. Um, but anyways, yeah. So uh, that was a little recap of the weekend that we had. And it was a lot of fun and we were glad we were able to do it and you crushed. Oh it. yeah. And the drummer, Andrew Scott, she's drummer. Oh, we were, yeah, we were kindred spirits, bro. Logan, man, that's how I feel about that's how I feel about all those guys now. Honestly, yeah, just, like, they're really feel like they're family. Awesome guys. Yeah, make sure you check them out too. They have a record that they really they literally released their album right as the pandemic pandemic hit. We had like we were supposed to go on the road with them last summer. Oh, I didn't then, know that. Like for their album release stuff. That's cool. And then the pandemic hit. They put their album out, and it was like, okay. I guess we're not touring or anything. So it was like a whole thing. So make sure you check out their album. As well as they're a very talented band and just really good guys overall. Um, all right, well, let's get into it. Uh, have you watched the show at all? Are you familiar with, with what we yeah, do? I, I have, but, it, I mean, it's been a while. I've been on Facebook in, like, close to a year now. Yeah, I don't blame you. Facebook sucks. So, honestly, I have not seen it in a while. You've it's been, been doing, like, literally anything else but watching this show. <laughs> yeah. Like the rest yeah, of yeah, our dude. viewers. Sorry, 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 no, sorry. No, it's all right. I don't blame it's all, you. It's all good, but, I mean, uh, what, basically. Is it on Spotify? It's on Spotify. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna start. I'm Apple gonna go. I'll, I'll go back through. Fucking listen to all of them, bro. They're all they're all gems. Yeah, we need the views. We need the yeah. <laughs> we need yeah. the play counts. I'll put yeah, it on repeat when I go to sleep and just put it on mute. Thank you. So that way it'll like you know just Thank play you. throughout the night Hell all night. Yeah, bro. Trying to get our sponsors. That's up, how Justin know? Bieber got so famous. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, asked all the believers like just go to sleep and just put it on mute, and then that's how he's famous. Or you do like that one band where they made like a 24 hour long song. 
that is nothing. Oh, Wolfpack. Wolfpack. Yeah. 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 That's who it was. Yeah. It was Wolfpack. I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, who, who was that? I was just teasing about Justin Bieber. That <laughs> not, that, that's not a real thing. I was oh, sitting here like, I was like, really? Okay. That's, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, you want to give us some background on, you know, where you come from where and you how from? you started playing music and all that good stuff? Let's get into the nitty gritty details. All right. First off, I'm from the Alpha Quadrant. A lot, a lot of people don't know where that's at. It's on the other side of a wormhole. All right. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm just starting from the from the start. From the start, yeah. I was born. I walked among the pirates <laughs> for a good few years, and then I was converted over. All right, no, I'm from Butts County, Georgia. Right up there in the heart, heartland of the Bible Belt. Butts County? Yeah, B-U-T-T-S. Wow. Butts, Butts County. Butts County. Middle Georgia, right dead center. If you drive up I-75, you'll see a sign that just says Butts. <laughs> and that's, there's and that's nothing it. there. There's no Walmart. Or nothing, you know, but exactly no Walmart. I lived off in a trailer park over there for a while. <laughs> Is that real or are you just talking shit? I'm being serious, yeah. <laughs> it was called Baker Circle. Baker Circle. What's the That's name? where you grew up. Yeah, it's a big dirt road circle trailer park out in the middle of Butch County. <laughs> and I kind of, and then I ended up, I uh, I moved from there. Yeah, we called. Uh, fun fact: Whenever I was little, my grandma, you know, my family, you know, everybody smoked and all kinds of stuff. So my grandma would be riding around. She'd be like, "Oh, oh, there goes the butt fuzz." Talking about the cops. So the I just grew fuzz. up like that was the butt fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and, and get out in front of this right now and say that when you guys when both of you guys put on like your strong southern accents, I have about? no idea what you're saying. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that right now. <laughs> you can't understand me. Can you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, his sounds more authentic than yours, though. Yours sounds a little put on. That's because he's from Georgia. It's a different from Kentucky, yeah, man. It's, it's twangy. It's a different. He yeah. sounds like Louisville. Yeah. It's Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. Yeah. I say yeah. Louisville. Yeah, Louisville, yeah. That's dang old Louisville. That's <laughs> Louisville. You got, you got like, the, the Georgia thing has got, like, the Georgia accent's like, like this really slow draw. Yeah. And yours is like fucking, I don't it's, know what it is. It's like putting like a, a, a can rabies inside of a tinfoil pan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's like. all fancy pants, highfalutin Kentucky talk. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. I love that. But yeah, I shortly moved or, you know, I bounced back and forth between kind of like Valdosta. My dad lived there and my mom lived in Butts County. Okay. So really, and then I, I don't, I moved to Valdosta and I was like, I don't, like to stay maybe when I was like fourteen or something. Started going to, to the school house. <laughs> so fucking weird. <laughs> That's um, what yeah. is it is it is that about when you started playing music or were you Yeah, oh uh, my dad played drums so I I was always playing music, even whenever I lived in well Butts County did you know, the school there didn't didn't have any band or anything like that. But I, I had drumsticks and I'd like play on the couch to like kiss songs. And my mom would nice. just sit there and like blast kiss songs because I was like, I'm going to fucking be a drummer. And she's like, all right, <laughs> that's what you want to do. And I, it was just like I had like a couple pairs of my dad's old drumsticks. Yeah. And then every time I'd come to visit him, I'd jump on the drums and I had like a couple beats I could play without it really even trying. And I'm like, all right. And then, yeah, some like whenever I was like 13 or 14, whenever I went into the sixth grade, I was like, all right, I'm a, here's my chance. I'm going to sign up for band. And I'm gonna play drums, and the teacher was like, "We got too many drummers. You gonna play trombone?" I'm like, "Oh." 
So, like, that didn't last for, like, one day. My dad came to the school and was like, this kid is not playing trombone. <laughs> He's fucking playing the drums. And sorry for the cursing, if any, like. Yeah, this is a real G-rated show. Underage, you know, children that their parents don't cuss around them. I was raised in Butch County, Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Yeah, then, uh, yeah, did the old middle school symphonic and jazz ensemble. It How was, are you so good at that? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> um, so, um, were you, are you somebody that just like it just came to naturally? Yeah, I, re- I, I well for the most part, even even through uh, probably say through the four years that I was in middle school because I failed seventh grade and I still would like I did band over again. <laughs> yeah, and that really helped me because my teacher Deborah Bradley, a lady from Troy State University, was. A badass. She was super, just a really talented musician. She played saxophone and drums and all kinds of stuff and always pushed us to, she's the one who pushed me into playing outside of band. But through all that time, I guess like, like I could read rhythm charts, but for the most part, I faked it more so like by ear, especially when it came to like jazz ensemble and stuff. I would just look up the original scores of the tunes and listen to them and learn them by ear. Yeah. Because I'll, I, and then, it was like after I would learn it by ear, I could learn, and I could still read music. I could read music better now than I could then, as far really? as rhythm charts, you know, just because from doing lessons and just different stuff like that, and now actually being disciplined enough to try to go back and relearn it. But for the most part, yeah, it was, you know, most of it was just mainly by ear. I struggled with all the. It's like you start putting something on a piece of paper, and I'm like, oh. You know, even when I have to take notes, it's just scribble random nonsense, and then as soon as I can, I'm like, all right, do away with that. Yeah. I just don't like bureaucratic bullshit, like paper. <laughs> paper? <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm, at, yeah, I'm with I mean, you on that. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm with you on that, man. I'm, I'm the same way when, when, when I'm, like, t- when, if I'm like charting stuff out. Yeah. There's been a few gigs over the years where I've done, like, where I've gotten called to, you know, and like to fill it on guitar or whatever. And that's, and that's kind of like a, like not to like compare it, but like drums is one of those things where it's like, you can almost like without even hearing the song, you can kind of know where it's going to go. A lot of yeah, times yeah, in standard and, music, and it's like the hi-hat sounds like the hi-hat. It's not like, <laughs> Brandon, use your microphone. Brandon. Yeah, you need a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> right. Is ahead. that a, like a sus chord? <laughs> He's going to like have to lean down. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, but anyways. <laughs> and what I've had to do for scenarios like that is uh, I'll go and I'll get, get like computer paper. And I'll like write the chords out. Yeah. And like uh, I'll put a certain amount of space in between the chords. Right, but there's no like actual like staff there with it with like you know. It's just your own just personal own personal space, and <laughs> I know how much that space is versus how much the other space is going to be. Got you, yeah, and yeah. It's yeah. Like, and I'll just write down the notes and I'll, or, or the or the chords or whatever. I'll say, oh, this re- I'll, I'll put like a times two or something after a section, but that means it's going to repeat. Yeah. And then like you know, little like, just. They they work for me. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's I'll definitely write, a butchered version yeah. of writing charts. I like that, though, just putting a space. And, like, you know your space. Yeah. So, I mean, either way, that's how, if you were to really look at, like, old composers' charts, they probably looked fucking wacky, dude. Yeah. They probably weren't, you know. But whenever you can, when you condense it all down and put it into one unimat, or one uniform format, you know, then you can read it. But I, 
I bet there was a bunch of crazy chicken scratch weird oh, shit. Oh yeah, whenever you look at Beethoven's or Mozart's or Liszt or Rachmaninoff stuff, yeah, it's all just like just like scribble. It's yeah. what it looks like. It's so hard. Like I've written so much sheet music myself, like actual sheet music. Yeah. And it's just like it takes forever to make a big old circle like that. So yeah. Usually when you get a uh, 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 blank sheet music, well I can't remember what it's called right now. What is it? Sheet music? Uh, no, it's not sheet music because there's music on it. It's blank. Oh. It, there's a word for it. It doesn't matter. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I've seen people all the time. That it just looks like scribbles. Yeah. And Dude, that sounds like tasking. Sitting in yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've, I've wrote out some stuff before, but it'll be like a bar. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's not, that's, that's not fun for me at all. I get it. Uh, uh, one way to kind of get around it that I like to do is uh, uh, instead of writing um, that on sheet music and actually had like the – the notes and how long they are and everything like that uh, I'll write the letter of what it is and then I'll uh, put staff on top of it so if it's going up it'll be it'll look like sheet music but with letters instead of uh, oh I see what you're doing dots nice. well yeah, how do you like well that. how do you know how, how, how do you know the value of the of the note how do you know if it's a half note how or long it is by the stems by the stems yes that's how you know uh, always except for uh, whole notes and uh, half notes and dotted half notes you gotta uh, put the little dot by the dotted half note and then <sighs> I'll put a circle around a letter if it's a half note. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. yeah, that makes sense. But most of that time, it's for riffs, and and unless you're like, you know, you, it's not a full song. It's just like yeah, it must. I'm not. I'm just do, doing it for like, like. Okay, so for example, uh, uh, John Mayer's uh, 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 "Waiting for the World to Change." The da da da. I wrote that out that way. Okay. There's no half notes in that. Maybe there is, but whatever. The whole point is, is you can do it that way. That's yeah. the way I do it. Nice. But your way, I'm really, really curious to know. What do you mean that you just put? How do you know how there's much space? How the fuck do you know how much space is in there? Well, because I, I don't write out the notes like the individual notes. It, it, like I'll, I'll write the chord progression. Like G that minor, way. and then like how? And then, and then so, so my, my that's not like just write a real bass. That means hold it for four. No, no, no. <laughs> no. So what I do I is like I have actually seen someone write it the way you're saying it, like G A C, and then like C C C C C for yeah. a part that goes like double time. Yeah, I won't. Yeah. Do, I don't do that. What 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 I'll do is. Like so, I, I I make like a like a mental map of or like a mental grid on the computer paper, right? And uh, I'll say, okay, here's G, and then over here, right? If I'm gonna hold it out for two measures, then I'll put like I don't know, like let's say like C over here, and then I'll hold out for another two measures. And we'll do, and then on the next so it's line, like an invisible staff. Is that yeah. What so the, and then the next line, right? I'll start. Uh, at the top, and then if it's let's say if it's only a one measure phrase, right? Then I'll put it in between the uh, the G and the D that I have up here, and that's half the the amount of time, right? Yeah. So I, I've written out like jazz charts like that when I do those kinds of gigs, because like I don't fucking I don't just like know standards, right? Yeah, so yeah. I have to like go and like and, like figure that stuff out. So that, that's how I write it out, and then I just like you know times two, which means like to repeat it or like you know, and that, and that helps you. It helped, yeah, totally. That's so strange. I, I wasn't, but I wasn't. Man, that helps. I wasn't trained like that, though. You know what I mean? So I don't have a point of reference. Like, yeah, I, that's just what makes sense to me. All, that and then just bar chords or not bar chords, but lead sheet. Uh, that kind of stuff is real super easy. Where they lead, just have, have the lyrics over it, and then they're like, okay, so w the chord right here, this one it changed, especially when you're just lead going sheets to a fucking exactly. me up though too. Lead, is that the right word for it? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But, but with lead sheets, where where it fucks you up or where it fucks me up. Is because like you have with lead sheets, you have to kind of, it's like okay, well here's here's the chord, right? Yeah. But if you have like a, let, let's say let, let's say that it's like it's like a like an E half diminished or something, right? Yeah. You have to actually look at the notation to to see 
which uh, inversion of, oh, yeah. you're gonna play of that of that chord because depending on on what the leading note is, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the leading melody is, that's the note typically that's gonna be on top, right? So it's like you can play an E half diminished, but if you're playing it with the root in the bottom, then that might be incorrect if we're talking depending on what notes the, the the leading melody actually is, right? Yeah. So if that's the kind of stuff that throws because I, I can't read sheet music like that. Well, yeah, that would be more. I guess you could use a lead sheet if you're just playing, you know, a normal song, not like a jazz standard that has an E half diminished. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. You're playing like Beach that, Boys. That's right. My, like that's my f absolute favorite. So just give me give me the chord on top, and then give me the the melody written out on sheet music. I can play anything. Nice. Yeah, but not anything because you know like there's some fucking crazy shit out there. Oh uh, yeah, but Maybe most some autumn leaves or something. Autumn giant leaves? steps. Giant steps. Yeah. Is it Bob Dylan? Yes, yeah, Bob Dylan. <laughs> Bobby, if you're listening, Bobby shout D. out to Giant Steps. It's a real great song. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Um, it's about walking on the moon. Uh, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one, That yeah. was pretty good. That was good, that was good. <laughs> one giant step for mankind. <laughs> um, so stupid. So when did you start playing <laughs> in, your, in like your first creative project or your first gigging band, really? Uh, probably in the seventh grade. Uh, really? That, 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 uh, that same band teacher, whenever we had... The jazz ensemble gigs at like a little coffee shop in town called Hildegard's, and a couple little, you know, just events, little country club things where yeah. they'll hire the middle school jazz ensemble to come in or whatever. Yeah. Uh, she would always, there was also at school, there was a guitar club. Uh, this lady, Miss Peace, who was cool, she was really awesome too. She was a math teacher, but she played guitar. And um, my cousin was in the guitar club. And then this dude that I met named Bowen, he was in the guitar club, and he was also in the he was the guitar player in the middle school jazz ensemble. Well, then, so, you know, we play like coffee house gigs and stuff, and she would be like, "Hey, I know y'all been playing some other songs in the in the uh, guitar club, like Iron Man and Sweet Home Alabama and stuff like that. Y'all should go up on the set break and play those songs." And I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, like you, Cliff." And, and it was just me and two guitar players, <laughs> like my cousin on rhythm guitar. No way. And Bowen on lead. And, yeah, we would do that every every time we had a jazz ensemble gig for, for a while. And then we started, like, one day he's like, hey, you want to come back to my house? Like, let's work on some more songs. I'm like, yeah. And then me, him, and Cliff went back. And then for a while, it's just us three playing. But we started booking, like, March of Dimes festivals and biker festivals because we were playing all this southern rock. We played, like, Give Me Three Steps and Legend of the Wooly Swamp by Charlie Daniels and stuff like that with wow. no lyrics, all instrumental. No way. With just the guitar, two guitar players and a drummer. Was anybody playing the melody or were you guys just playing yeah, chords? Yeah, no, that's what we would do. Like oh, okay. he Because he was a phenomenal guitar player, the one dude Bowen. So he would do all the melodies on guitar. And then it got to where my cousin's like, I'm going to sing. I'm gonna start singing, but then my I had also made a bet. My like me and my, me and this dude on a band trip had became buddies. He played trumpet. It was an Indian guy named Amish, and he was like he became one of my best friends because I I ended up he was like dude I want to play with y'all. I'm like dude see if your dad will buy you a bass and a bass amp. We need a bass player and you can be in the band. Yeah. He's like all right, and his dad bought him like that little like PV startup rig with yeah. the little little and then like there it went. We were playing like Hey Hire a Honeybee Festival. Boom. 
or we started like playing all over, you know, because we had like forty songs and we were just originals. And, no, no, covers? no. We okay. had covers, but we were we were always like working on original stuff, and it just developed from there. That was the first like we played a lot almost every weekend while we were in middle school all the way up, and then I got into high school and I started a different band whenever that band broke up and with Amish on bass, same guy and my cousin and then a bunch of other people later on my buddy Connor Harrison who now lives in Fernandina he was in that band for a while Rory that's where I met him okay really he started playing bass for us whenever our other bass player this chick I went to high school with her dad Scott Rowland played bass for us for a long time and he's a badass Scott's fucking awesome like a super badass musician but uh yeah we just did that through high school and i started picking up other gigs with like my buddy j-mo and wait so you so you you met rory in high school yeah oh wow, wow. yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. he w- he was playing in a wedding band and playing with a playing a bunch of other gigs with another guy from valdosta named justin and they were be- they were like you know good friends and justin just so happened to be really close with my uncle and I live with my aunt, and my uncle. So he was all, and he was a drummer, but had like since been playing guitar and was really good at guitar. He's a left-handed, super sick guitar player, and uh, he plays for the Blues Factor band and does a bunch of his own stuff. Now he plays with Juan from town, Juan Ro- uh, Roland that plays sax. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, my uncle was always like, "You should get this dude on drums. You get this dude on drums." And he was like, "No, I can't have no like." 14 year old kid in the bar and then eventually he like he was like oh somebody something happened and he had he was like all right i have to step up from the drums and let someone else play and play guitar because their guitar player called out and i went and played one time and then i started playing with him all the time then later joined the wedding band did the wedding band stuff for a while then me and rory both basically quit the wedding band to start custard pie is that was custard pie kind of your first real creative projects yeah all the rest of them were like someone's like leading a band well chasing cabs which was the name of our our band chasing cabs yeah it was really dumb yeah (laughs) when we were in uh like in you know early high school you know uh it was we just played like an outrageous amount of all kinds of crazy music we would do like you know go go godzilla and like bruno mars just every fucking thing you could imagine and we would pack in like 45 songs in a night. Yeah, but it was lame. Hey everyone, just wanted to take a second to talk to you about one of our favorite music venues, Blue Jay Listening Room. Blue Jay is a space for true music lovers where every ticket is a backstage pass. Silence your cell phones, enjoy a nice glass of wine or craft beer, and be part of an intimate experience unlike anywhere else in Jacksonville. Hear national and local artists sing their original songs and share the stories behind them in a space carefully curated for the premiere show-going experience. I personally have seen some of my favorite shows here, as well as having played in some of my heroes. Not only is Blue Jay a wonderfully unique experience, it has become a staple in the Florida music scene. Mention Bottom of the Bill on your next visit and receive 10% off your tab. Blue Jay is located at 2457 3rd Street South, Jacksonville Beach, and be sure to check out www.bluejjacks.com for news, ticketing, and events. Well, I mean, it's a good it's, <laughs> it's a good way to start, though. Honestly, yeah. I, I, I honestly like. I really think that um, some of the best musicians out there were people that started playing covers first. Oh, was it not plugged in? We'll find out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't it reading though? 
I think it was. Wait, unplug it real quick and make sure that. It, okay. What do you mean? I'm just messing with you. <laughs> well, unplug it real quick to make sure if it's not if it's working. Well, I mean, it was reading on the thing though, right? I think it was. I'm yeah. sorry. I just looked over and see. No, it. thank you for not catching to, that. Not to interrupt it, but uh, not at all. Um, I thought you were about to make out. So, so, <laughs> so don't make it weird. I feel uh, <laughs> I feel like some of the best musicians are, are the ones that started out playing in cover bands because you really learn how to play certain styles authentically if you do it the right way. Yeah, it's hard right? to go into a bar at thirteen and be like, "Hey, we're gonna play all originals." Right. When they hear you play Freebird, they're like, "Oh my God, these kids are amazing!" Even if you suck. Right. Yeah. You know? But it, but yeah. The, but there's something about about like learning that vocabulary of like yeah. of the already established thing, right? Which where it's like if you're if you're covering uh, southern rock bands at an early age, and then you go off and start your own southern rock band, you will sound like a real southern rock band. Yeah. If you if you're and that that kind of comes across with every genre. If you've studied that genre and you've learned those tunes and then you go off and start to write your own thing it's like you can authentically pull that you can thing pull off. something well that's exactly like uh, the guy online scott scott's bass lessons yeah yeah he'll tell you straight up he'll be like before you improvise your own bass solo learn seven solos from historically he's like just go ahead and learn them he's like it will make you be able to improv so much better and yeah. that's what one of the first guys to grab a bass of upright bass and he was pulling stuff from classical licks and all kinds of, you know, and from his own mind mixed in. Yeah. And, it, you know, further back and further back. But not to leave out at that time, too, through that time period, I played with John Peavy for, like, oh, a long time. Bit, I played yeah. with him for, like, probably, like, two years on and off, you know, pretty pretty solid. That's when I first came to Jacksonville. I played Pravats in Middleburg when oh, I was, yeah. like, I don't know, 16, 17, I, I was playing with him here a lot, eating wow. mushrooms. Aaron came over here and sat in on tuba one time nice. with with us. We were like, because he wouldn't play in bass, he was like, man, I want to play music, you know? And I'm like, yeah. you're a bass player, bro. I had a bass in my house, you know, I gave it to, through the Chasing Cabs time that he was sitting at the house the whole time, like, learning how to play bass. That's awesome. Just sitting in the floor, and, he's, and Rory, you know, got the spot in the band whenever my cousin left, and he's like, man, I want to... You know, I wanted that spot, but then he just kept at it, and he's fucking has com- just completely blown me away. But it was funny back then; all he had was a tuba. He's like, "Oh, dude, I got I got my buddy's tuba." And John, <laughs> John's like, "Bring it out to the gig." He hauled a tuba down to Florida. Yeah, we stuffed it in the we stuffed it in the back of Connor's car, and I put like ninety grams of mushrooms down in the tuba. It's the best place for mushrooms. I like stuffed them in the tuba because I was all young and I was like, "We gotta hide them. We can't be just riding with these things." Yeah. So I st- I just took off the bell and stuffed them deep in there, put the bell back on, and put it in the car. That's so funny. And uh, yeah, it was a very very weird night at Privat. So you guys all, uh, <laughs> very I, weird. <laughs> I cannot. I, I mean, yeah, I can imagine, bro. Like, I don't. Like, f- if you're not familiar with Privats, it's a uh, already. I don't know what it is. It's uh, well, it's not just, there anymore. No, it's something. Oh. It's called something else now. I don't even know what it's called now. I they had some badass damn baked potatoes back then. And Middleburg. Let's uh, just let just and just just picture that. What? Yeah, Middleburg. Yeah, Provide. and then that's Provide some middleware. That's that, Ooh. right? So it's like, not like no disrespect to anybody or anything, but it's just like it's it's a very uh, disrespect to traditional everyone, kind of you know Middleburg lot lizard hangout. Yeah, sorry, wolf, just playing. 
and I can just imagine like playing music on mushrooms there. I would probably they locked like, the doors and was like private party, and it was fucking fun. Dude. Really, no one else came in. Oh, and the like, foot in my oh, mouth for being a prejudging asshole. Oh, we were having fun, dude. I will say, them spuds were off the chain. <laughs> Ended with like a couple fights in the parking lot. Nice, sounds about right. But yeah, night. but uh, yeah, John Peavy. I learned a lot from him. But back then, I was like. I was trying to be so creative. That's when I started. Like that's when what really changed it all. Is right in the middle of that, I met Colonel Bruce in Valdosta, playing right down the road from my house. He played fairly often there, and my buddy who owned the bar was good friends with him. So I, w- I remember like first time I met him, he gave me a DVD. Got talking to the mic. Sorry, <laughs> and it, it it changed my life. It was like, and then right after that, I started getting like so wacky that we'd be trying to play a blues song, and I'm like, and John's like, come on, play the song, yeah. and I'm like. Man, and I ended up stopping playing with John because I was just too damn hard-headed. And now I look back at it, and I have to come to him and tell him, like, you were right, bro. You were right. Well, I, <laughs> Which, got- there's a time and a place. That's the thing now that I've learned how to play blues properly. Yeah. That's why I didn't like it back then because I sucked at it. Yeah. Well, that's I so, couldn't do it right. I, so and now I, I'm like. So this is yeah. this is a very similar situation, uh, situation to me where – for, oh, I, I feel like just every musician in general, honestly, uh, goes through this thing where you're trying to be creative and you're trying to like you're learning all these new things and you and and like you need to you need to put it in everything right like you need to do that right you need to play yeah, a blues exactly. and you need to like just take it to these unnecessary places yeah. how, because you need to learn that you, like that where it's not supposed to go exactly, there exactly <laughs> right so when I was when I was playing in the blues band I was the same way but I thought. I already knew how to play the blues, right? I was like, yeah, I fucking, I grew up, like, like my earliest influences were, like, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Eric Clapton and B.B. King. So, yeah, I got the fucking blues, bro. And, <laughs> you know, it was like, and and then the band leader, you know, approached me when, when he first hired me to play with him. And he was like, you know, just got to, I want to hire you for the gig, but you got to, like, like brush up in the blues. Like, who are, you, who are your influences? I told him, like, you know, old Clapton, Stevie Ray. He starts, like, laughing at me. <laughs> he was like, listen, man, we're going to get you on the, re- on the real shit. And I spent a year, you know, touring with them or whatever. But, like, I, had, I, was, I was the same hard-headed shit where I was like, I don't – like, this is dumb, man. This is, like – it's the same chord progression. It's the same fucking, like, the, the same few notes that you're all playing over and over again. Like, I don't want – like, I can do something better than this. And I, I didn't get it at the time. And yeah, it's yeah. Well, that's why, now. like, there's hardly any, like, young kids just jamming out on the blues. Yeah. Because it takes a little maturity to understand what's really going on there. Yeah, <laughs> man, because you have to there, – there's, like, there's – there's the – like, if you want to play the blues for real, like, it's a real style, right? So you have to – as, as simple as it is, it's kind of complex in its simplicity. Like, you have to – same you, thing with bluegrass. Yeah, like oh, well, yeah, bluegrass is very difficult in general. I mean, it's it, but it's simple in concept. Yeah, a lot of the times. Yeah, yeah, but like that—that's why I learned about the blues, where it was like you don't have to add all this weird shit in there. You don't have to like step out and do like dumb shit. Just, just play like play the blues. That's what we're doing here. So I, I totally get that mentality, you know. Yeah, but I'll, make sure. Yeah, <laughs> I learned a lot from the old Yanni Peeve. Yanni Peeve. Yeah. That's kind of funny. He's like, you go back because you kind of resent those people at first, right? I'm and like, dude, this guy's fucking hard, hard ass. Dude. Yeah. But no, I always loved John. We had a great relationship back then. Either way, I was just like, man, I'm getting too out there. And but 
either way, we still got a great relationship now. I love I love him to death. He's been like literally like a real brother to me throughout this whole time, even though he's a lot older. We had moments back then just sitting at his house talking that were like just unreal, changed my life and helped me get the courage to like do a lot of the shit that I am doing today. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people like that, James Kennedy, a bunch of my different friends that are a lot older than me, but have, you know, they just treat me with a certain amount of respect where like I can really, I really listen to what they have to say or like I can learned a lot from him in a way that it just gives me courage to do what I'm doing now even though back then I was like I'm tired of playing fucking blues <laughs> yeah no I hear you man I have like, the same relationship with my old band leader like we still talk to this day yeah it's been what seven years since I played in his band which is crazy to think about but like right. I I still call him and he still calls me and we, That's just, cool. we still give each other we still talk shit to each other like you know yeah. like fuck you the blues sucks or whatever he tells me how I'm a terrible guitar player still and all that stuff and it's like you know, but at the at the end of the day, it's like those are those are the kind of mentors that kind of set a certain precedent. I for know, you, you and know? I've looked back now. It's like John doesn't have to say anything to me ever again. I remember everything he ever said, and now I look in those moments, and I'm like, ooh, I'm like when he's bringing the spirit upon me, I'm like, ooh, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like you, you got me. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, and then it's kind of. I feel like I feel like it's kind of like oh, our job to have had. Uh, um, mentors like that is to pass that shit on. You know what yeah. I mean? That's like a big thing. I'm, I'm really big on that kind I of stuff. I get real. I've, sometimes I look at myself, I get real bad about like, hey, everybody, come over to the house, right? And I get everybody there, and then I'm like, so, dude, I'll start trying to like talk music theory that I don't even know. Yeah. But it'll be like a bunch of guitar players. I'm like, so do you know it, though? What? I don't even know it, but I need to know that you know it. Yeah. Let's get better. Let's get better. Teach me. Yeah. You know, let's be better <laughs> yeah. all the time. And then I'll, look, I'll wake up the next day and be like, Maybe they were just trying to chill. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I, I'm always down for theory talk. That's like, I love that shit. Oh, but, man. Uh, all right. So, you, you want to say something, Bill? Not really. You've been kind of silent for a little while. I was letting y'all talk. I'm really good at listening. We, had, we were just, he was giving me eye contact that I was feeding off of. You were feeding off the yeah. eye contact. Yeah, I'm an emotional yeah. support musician. Yeah. <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere. I can't find it at the moment. but It's, it's not there. a joke. That's why. I'm um, here for you, and I'll listen. Um, should apply the same theory to music. I'm there for you. And you what? I, I and you I listen? Yeah, yeah, that, that part. Apply sense. that part to music. That was yeah. the end of my sentence. Okay. Um, I completely tuned that whole thing out. And I, <laughs> I zoomed back in on listen. I was like, is he talking about me? No. He's <laughs> um, so... I don't know how much you want to get into this, but obviously we have to talk about custard pie, yeah, right? Well. So just how did that form? You mentioned, yeah, the, yeah, you know, me, uh, basically Aaron, fucking sitting on the floor learning bass, being like, bam, bam, boom, bam, and then uh, <laughs> nib, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, Rory was playing bass, but then we had the Aaron was learning bass the whole time. Rory, me and Rory playing the wedding band, we were getting sick of it just from doing the same old shit, blah blah blah. And on the side, we were trying to do original stuff. And Rory was always playing acoustic guitar and had a whole acoustic set. And he was like, Aaron, I got this gig on Sundays. It's chicken wings and beer. And you can come up here and I'll teach you how to play bass, you know, kind of show you the ropes while I'm trying to get my acoustic set going. 
And Connor is just an obsessive guitar player. He's like, I'm going up there. And me and we all lived in Megan's apartment. <laughs> we all mo- kind of just started like sleeping on the couch. You know, of course, I was sleeping upstairs. Yeah. But then, like, you know, we all just ended up living there, you know, after things happened in everybody's lives. And, uh, yeah, Rory fucking did that gig. Connor was up there all the time. And then one night, like, I ate some mushroom chocolates. And I was bored at the house. It was right down the road. I mean, literally walking distance. So I hauled, like, some congas and different stuff down there. Yeah. Set up this, like, half-ass drum set. And I played. And I was like, wait. And it wasn't even anything close to anything that we ended up playing. But there was just some weird magic. I was like, oh. I was like, all right. I ain't letting go of this. And so from then on, we just fucking obsessively. And I mean obsessively through... Everything to the wayside to literally obsess over the music and the whole thing, you know what I mean? Which was what we wanted to do and what, you know, it was a lot of fun. And I got a lot of good memories. I look back at photos. I'm like, that was fun. Yeah. Like, you know, we did all kinds of crazy shit. And it was just, it was fun being so serious about something at the same time. That's kind of what I learned about the whole thing is just not taking it all so seriously. Taking yourself seriously. Just like Colonel Bruce, the godfather, said, you take yourself seriously, but do not take what you're doing that seriously. Like, I'm going to sit here and work on my craft, but when it all comes down to it, when it's whenever it's the day of, I'm not going to obsessively stress out all the way till the very end of it to make it all happen. Yeah. All right, I try not to. I still do that real bad. I'm like, ah, I'm late. But I'm telling myself the whole time, it don't matter. Yeah. That shit, it's all good. Yeah, take a page out of his book. Well, I mean, that, it's, that's, all, it's all going to be fun. I think that's something that we all struggle with, though, right? Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, not, no, Billy doesn't struggle no, with that. He's the one person. No, that's, that's, a, that's stuff that I learned from, like, Dave Smith and playing with Firewater. Dude, Dave is so, he'll be like, dude, so? He's yeah. like, so what? I'm like, dude, this is a big game. Gonna be like thirty minutes late. He's like, and <laughs> and we're still gonna go and play. Yeah. And if someone's rude to us, and they can piss off. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. dude. He always, Dave's always like, dude, stop stressing. He'll call me every time and be like, don't worry about nothing. Don't worry about nothing. And I'm still freaking out, you know. And I'm yeah. like, damn, I wish I could be more like that. But, yeah. You know, that's why that. I surround myself with people like Aaron and Dave Smith, because they just. They just don't let it phase them. Aaron's like, I'm, I'm on the way. Yeah. I got a chocolate milk. Yeah, got a chocolate milk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for real, got a baby on the way. Yeah. <laughs> just going through life. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I used to get so mad in the custard pie days. I'm like, Aaron, show some passion, bro. I want to see you getting fired up about this. And now, and Dave pointed out to me, he's like, you know why you get all ill with Aaron? Because you envy him. I'm like, you're right. Yeah. I do. I'm like, I wish I could just not give a shit that much and <laughs> yeah. just be that content and happy with everything going on. <laughs> you know, for real. The walls be burning down. Aaron's like, dude, I'm about to win on this magic game. On the <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Aaron, don't you see what's going on? I'm not like that. Now I'm just like, I try. I like look at Aaron. I'm like, all right, fucking relax, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but yeah. I feel I feel like I feel like your stress manifests itself in in a positive way. Now, now I've now. I've, I, now it used to not, but now I've uh, 
I figured out the shit that works for me. I like having, I like working and playing music. I like not having to just play music for money. That's yeah. what got to me for a long time. Was, and I, I'm not condemning anyone who does that. And there is still honor in just making all of your living off of and just being that guy. But at the same time, you have to sacrifice your musical dignity in some type of way. Yeah. I don't care who you are. And if you're that type of person, that's fine and dandy. And I've done it and I still do it. But I like doing fucking... I found something else in life that I actually enjoy doing as well. And it makes it to where now, dude, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to stop it out back on the way to the gig. I'm going to eat a steak and then go play drums. And I don't have to worry about, you know, certain shit. And that has helped me now take my stress and, like, put it into, like, video games. Yeah. (laughs) And and my fingernails, you know. Yes. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) Eat (laughs) them. (laughs) <laughs> my stress manifests itself in very self-destructive ways where I just become yeah, like... he kicks people. He pays people to kick like kick other dick. people, yeah. As that people to kick him in the dick. Yeah. 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 Right in the dick. Sorry. Or to get punched real, in the face. Yeah, uh, shin shin kicks, that. preferably. No, for real. What do you, what do you mean? People, what do I mean? People hit him in the face and he pays them for it. Yeah. Yeah, that well, is 100%. Sure we're probably similar, you know. Well, no, you I mean. You overstress about something, you procrastinate and never get it done because you just overstressed it. No, he gets that, he gets stressed out before he does anything. <laughs> yeah. Before Start. anything gets started, <laughs> he's stressed out about well, it. Well, no, it depends on what it is. Like, like things things that I attach stakes to, right? So yeah. it's like, make sure you're talking to the mic. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> just, we'll share a microphone. It's yeah. cool. Uh, so things that I attach stakes to, so like if I, if I'm playing like, like, like a bar gig or something that literally, unless, um, it's my first time somewhere and I don't know exactly how I'm going to go over, I'll get a little, uh, nervous before that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to like, you know, being on the road and, uh, you know, like, like the, like the bigger gigs and that kind of thing, uh, that kind of stress gets to me in in a self-destructive way where, I don't intentionally do it, but it, it, the stress becomes paralyzing, where then I can't actually play my instrument the way that I need to. Yeah, because you've gotten all worked up about just times throughout the day and all that stuff. I do yeah. that, too, but now I just, like, I worry about it, and with everyone else not worrying about it, it almost, like, balances me out where I'm like, no, I'm still going to leave on time, but I'm not going to sit here three hours beforehand and feel like I'm going to shit my pants just because I got to leave in three hours. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, oh my God, I'm going to have to leave. So, so that <laughs> it's weird. That, that's, that's a it's hard. Dude. Yeah. I imagine. That, that's a part of it for me, but it, there's a, there's a, there's a deeper you get thing like, for me. You get like crip, crippling anxiety like where it's hard, where it's hard to play. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like where I, I feel it in my hands where I know I can't do even f- like, like, like you don't 30%. have the finesse and yeah, shit. It's just I, not I there. I have felt that before too, and I can imagine that on guitar it would be more because it's such a you know. It's a, it's like it's, it's just such wh- a finessey type instrument. Yeah, yeah, and it gets and and really like what 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 it boils down to is that uh, it's it's that I do take what I do very seriously, and I wanna and I wanna portray that. Like so, when I'm on stage, I want people like I want people to to receive that like. Like I take it seriously, and I want you to know that based off what I'm doing right now, that what I'm doing is is that is that good where you believe that I take it that seriously, right? And the problem is is that me putting that thing on them is what fucks me up. Exactly. You know yeah. What I mean, and like, I can't do. I have to stop well, doing that, obviously. But it, there's it's 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 a deeper rooted issue, obviously. But like there, there's just there's a there's a valid, like a validity thing that I need, you know. Yeah, uh, someone told me, I won't tell you who they were because I don't want to out them out, but they told me that 
Uh, you look like the most uncomfortable person on stage ever. It was me. It was you. It was, I, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what it. That's what it, it like uh, uh, evolves into, or like that's what manifests is all the stress, and then you try to like fake smile and like this is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a really good time. Everybody. It's hard to get up there and entertain people when you're literally yeah, like when you don't want to be there. Yeah, when you're like it's not that you don't want to be there. It's not that you don't want to be there. It's the inner turmoil. There, there's there's a lot of factors that come into play. You know, again, and sometimes just social anxiety. A new place. I don't like walking in first. I'm like, Aaron, go in first and just yeah. look around. I'm scared. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, for but, me, for me, what I start to look at is like, okay, you know, how many people have showed up so far? How many tickets have we sold? Yeah. You yeah. know, things like that. It's like, it's like, dude, I guarantee you everybody thinks about that kind of shit. For sure. Just other people are better about, you know, not letting it get to them or compartmentalizing well, where that goes. Well, it's just like, uh, uh, you can think about it all you want to, um, but that one hour where you're performing, why are you thinking about it then? Yeah. It's it, hard. That's it, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. I, I never I never really had a problem with any of that before. Uh, I, I'm a social anxiety like freak out. I can't I can't be in a group of people if I'm not on stage. That's my fucking problem. Yeah. Like, I can't because I have to talk to everybody and act I feel the way. same way. I can't fucking do that. But if I'm on stage, yeah, I have a fucking purpose. This is what I'm supposed to be doing here. That's the most comfortable that I'm at. So you just gotta figure out how to how to fucking turn that off once well, you get on stage. Bro. Doing it, do I guarantee you, you ain't up there thinking about all that shit where you're trying to play them hard ass songs. That's the problem. That's if, why I fuck them up so much because that's well, all I'm thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, really that's that's what I've learned is playing Last Dance of Mary Jane. I'll think about my bills. I will. I'll be <laughs> up. But if I'm up there playing the Temptress, I'm like. Yeah, here we go. That's my biggest issue. Is I, I just got to be more present when I'm on stage. You yeah, know, and get get really in the and and no, I think you're too present. You need to you need to fucking disassociate a little bit. Dis- yeah. Disassociate a little bit. Don't don't worry about anything else except for I'm playing this guitar. Right Who now. said that I look uncomfortable on stage? I knew, <laughs> I, knew, I knew if I said something that you would want to. That's what I want to know. I don't know. You just tell me off air. I'm not gonna tell you. We'll get into it off air. No. We'll talk about it off air. No, thank you. We'll do it. No. It's fine. We'll Already know. It was me. I'm the one who said it. Yeah. <laughs> now we had this thing with friend. uh with Widgeon where, like you know, we have so many have these amazing nights, and we have because of that band the way the energy we all share it is like uncageable. So sometimes the night just has this completely different vibe, and sometimes we're like, we really want to capture that. And for a while, we were all about that, but then I, I kind of started thinking about it, and I told everyone I sat down, like, we cannot put that stipulation on ourselves for every show, as if, because it gives you this pretense to where if we're like, okay, guys, the reason we all got together is because we really fucking like the way each other plays. Yeah. Therefore, it's naturally going to happen the way it's going to happen. Small tweaks and really writing music together. But as far as, like, when, when we're off jamming, what, whenever we've tried to, all right, let's really try to dynamically do this, 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 and this when we're improving. Setting up an improv mentally yeah. didn't work out as well. Because now the whole time I'm playing like, all right, I'm trying to do this thing. And instead of just fucking like, ooh, yeah. Just when you're feeling off literally just the raw emotion yeah. and I'm not thinking about anything else, that's whenever the magic happens, especially yeah. with that band. So we write these cool-ass songs and set it up and then just fucking stare at each other like, ah, and just try to pull it out right? versus like talk it out or set some preconceived notion of how the night's going to go. Right. You know? Right. And that seemed to help a lot because now we just get together and we trust each other and we know. And if we feel it, we just fucking go with it. I can tell if someone's trying 
trying to get quiet, you know? Yeah, totally. Or I can tell whenever the song needs, like, less rhythmic structure and more just a straight, you know? It's like, and we trust each other with that, you know? And you tweak it here and there, especially when you're writing music. Whenever I really figured all that out was, like, recording music, it's like, okay, a lot of that shit you do live goes to the wayside. Even just eighth notes on the hi-hat can turn into the quarter notes quick. Because depending on all the other rhythms and shit, it just gets, you know, kind of... It'll get funky if you got like clav, and you're trying to. That's the thing, man. It's like, and, and that's that's something that uh, we become a lot more conscious of. I think even in our, uh, you know, we we've 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 done two albums now as as a collective band, and the first album obviously was one experience, and then the second one was it was even more lightning experience. Where to the point where we're now when we're rehearsing, I'm trying to listen on the same microscopic exactly. level that, that you would when you're in the that's studio. How, that's exactly what we've taken on from doing our recent album, which, by the way, our new single is up on all platforms, Spotify. It is? The Widgeon single is out, and the album will be out very soon, but we, we got the, the single is out. So Hell yeah. That's amazing. I'm what's, pumped. What's, Who's, the, what's the name of it? Let Me Fade. Is it all right if we play it on the show? Oh, I'd love – yeah, that'd be Here's sick. Let Me Fade by Widgeon. <laughs>
And we're back. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Thanks, what an amazing guys. song. Thank That's you, thank really, you. really great, man. No, but uh, uh, who? Uh, I'm curious as to why I haven't heard that that's out yet. Because it just we came just out today. Heard it. it literally just came <laughs> today? out today. Today. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, no shit. So uh, they should be, there should be a post on the social medias that I do not run or anything so i don't know but there's gonna be some posts put up about it so it'll be it'll start floating around this evening okay great i can't wait to hear it i've been listening to it all day i'm like yes i'm so pr- it's the most proud i've ever been of anything that i've ever done thus far in my entire career it wasn't that great <laughs> well just for me personally <laughs> i'm just saying the I'm album in general all right <laughs> i know it wasn't as good as I'm fucking Chasing cabs, but chasing yeah. cabs. Uh, 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 ben, ben was like one of our guests Joke. that was on here. It was last summer that he was on here. Yeah. He was telling about you. You recorded it at your house, right? Or his yeah, house, m- right? yeah. How was that process? I would. I wouldn't do it any other way, honestly. Like now, anything forever, no matter where he's at, I'll be like Chris Underdog. Let me come lay down some drum tracks for this album, because I did the drum tracks. I did them initially, you know, at 1904, which Eric Coffin's the shit. Yep. And he was awesome, too. Stallion. Yeah, it was just the room was the way we captured them by the time that every, Ben is an amazing engineer. And I say at home, but really Ben's got two monitors. He has a studio. He has bought a lot of equipment and really nice software and really learned how to, like, mix and master yeah, in a way that, like. the rabbit hole. Yeah, and I personally, I think he's better than than any of the other um, any of the other people that I've worked with, as far as even the big, really badass studios. Ben has something else going on where, like, you know, sometimes you'll even go and pay for studio work. And I won't, I do not say this about y'all. So y'all shit was amazing. I asked him immediately, like, where'd y'all get this done? It's so good. But you know, sometimes you go and pay a lot of money, and it still just sound thin as hell. Yeah, you play it. You play it next to a Tedeschi Trucks band song, and you're like, womp, womp, womp. Yeah. yeah. And then on top of it, it's just like you don't, you have a very limited amount of time because that's exactly. your budget, and you do record from home, you have infinite. Yeah. No, dude, we've been working on this shit for like a year and a half. Yeah, I know. This album. I know. And it's finally just coming up to like, and a lot of it's just been stuff that's happened in everybody's life like everything does, and when you're not on that budget, you have a little more leeway time. You're like, oh, I'm having a baby. I need some time, blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Or And that wasn't even the case, but just other stuff and the virus and different shit that happened, you know? But, uh, something's going around. Yeah, dude, something's been going around, dude. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is, but... Don't know what it is. It's really putting damper on twenty. Y'all don't become giving it to me, dude. <laughs> we got your first shot now, right? Yeah, so dude, I'm, I'm naded, dude. F- bro. Hey... Fine, young mama, won't you nate that or well, vaccinate that thing up? Oh, you naded, nice. Naded. That's fucking hilarious. I love that. Naded. Did y'all see that. the remix of Back That Ass Up no. by the guy who who originally did it? It's like, you a fine young mama, vaccinate that ass up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm serious. So funny. <laughs> it's great. We're going to have to pay for a copyright. Here we get seen. Sorry, my bad, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm just, right. I'm giving some love. I can't remember his name. It's for educational purposes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so what we were talking about. So yeah. uh, I, 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 I actually want to go back. We're to not th- talking about it. What? Because you're gonna r- bring something else up. Talk about what? I don't know. What are you? Gonna <laughs> well, I'm saying that I want to. Kind of a joke. I wanted to go back to the uh, the custard pie stuff and just oh, kind of. Yeah. What about it, dude? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm playing. I, I want to talk about you know you guys were you guys were really building a culture 
within the music and i'm just curious as to if that was like an intentional thing or um, like how did that come about how were you guys able much. to build those well those i think it was you know when you get like a bunch of people together that have a lot of heartache and turmoil in their lives and like it wasn't even like we're just a bunch of dudes who are still doing pretty good and have this cool band it's like the people who followed us really felt in the experience of life with us and we all shared in heartache and family loss and just shit that like you know what i mean that 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 you need family for that a lot of people didn't have family for and i think through the music and us as particular people is what helped build that you know but at a time that's what became detrimental to us is the fact that like we just were fucking so 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 unself-reliant that at a certain point in time it's just hard for people to sit around and and know that you know you're just it's hard to look at it as a home in my opinion it's like it's just some like honorable thing whenever you're out there constantly struggling yeah you know but it within all that was a magic that we all we all found like you know a a peace and like a power i think within that was like kind of what was happening with a lot of our fans and stuff and you know we were just we took a lot of chances that's one thing that we never we never fucking disagreed on we're like tonight like they would literally let me take anything and i would just completely flip-flop it on in and just take a right turn that that you i cannot do with any other musician other than aaron and rory and i could still do that kind of stuff with aaron you know because now he knows where you know but just swap shit on a dime and never once would rory ever look back at me like what are you doing yeah you know half the time it was me going aaron what are you doing yeah or what is going on right now you know rory was just like fuck it let's ride with it yeah he's like i just take some left turn out of nowhere and that kind of shit i think is what you know it's just like that ambition and the the the, uh i think that it gave people certain not everyone you know but uh, it gave, I think it gave a lot of people a lot of respect for us, even though in a certain point you could look at it and be like, oh, well, these aspects are really lacking or they're not that good. But they're, we're fucking out there laying it all out on the table every time we play. Well, there, there's that, uh, there, there's like a meme going around uh, where it's something about like people don't go to a live show to, to experience perfection. They want to go to feel something. Yeah. And um, uh, I think that. That was part of like my that was one of my favorite things about you guys is that you guys really just went for it every time. Yeah. You know, it was like, like fuck it. Even it, if we like had a song that we even if we had a song that we didn't know very well and we really <laughs> wanted to play it, we'd just be like, "Let's do it." Yeah. Well, uh, I played that I played that I played that one gig <laughs> Every time he drops a microphone and every single time he picks it up, he just goes, "Yeah, let's talk yeah. real loud in here. This is the way to do it." It's right. Clip on my yeah, yeah, clip it on yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's on us. We need to have we need to have fucking. Uh, we need a better. We need headphones. We need headphones. Everything. And we need we need just better stuff in general. We're working on it, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> so. Yeah, just do. There you go. All right, back to just, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> just play it flat. Yeah, you so, went for it. Uh, uh, people going out to see a show. Well, it's just, just experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's a really pretty gut you got going on Sharing there, man. The experience. You have like, like it. zero hair. I am a very unhairless person. <laughs> Everyone yeah. see my armpits on the What's on the, the deal with that, bro? You only have pit hair? Barely. You see that? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no happy trail. No chest hair. That's all. so great. You look like a 10-year-old like, boy. You're like... <laughs> 
You're like just tis what it is, y'all. <laughs> you're like one one step away from like having alopecia or something. Yeah, dude. Or like I don't know, I'm like a backwoods albino inbred or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh how, I, I'm curious, how far back does your lineage go to middle of Georgia? Uh you know, I don't know about that, but I know I'm Welsh Irish. <laughs> and then, uh, well, and then, there's a lot uh, of concerning things about that. My family lived up in them old uh, West Virginia oh, hills for a while. So you're one of those. I'm a direct descendant of that, so I have a lot of health problems and weird-shaped feet oh, and stuff like you that. You definitely have some... You yeah, know, some, some, some great-grandfathers. and yeah, brother-sister like, you know, jeans. Brother-sister yeah. jeans, yeah, yeah. But, hey. I, I watch this. I watch. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people that couldn't see that because everyone listens on Spotify. Uh, but uh, um, Here, I'll do it in the mic so everyone can hear. Yeah. <laughs> Coming through. Um, so, I actually read this interesting or not red. I I, wa- I don't want to talk about it. It's 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 like not an appropriate thing to talk about anyways. It's, uh, I can it's, see it's, where you're going. It's, I, I don't think we need We to. don't need we don't need to go into that. <laughs> we don't need to go into that. Anyways, let's get back to the fun stuff. Um uh so <laughs> Um, what talking about. That was one of my favorite things about custard pie is that you guys really just did go for it and um Thanks, man. and Brand or Brandon uh Aaron always blew my mind because it's like when I first met you guys, he'd only been playing bass for two years, right? And I remember seeing him, I'm just like, how? We were hard as shit on Aaron, yeah. and Aaron is one of the most com- weirdly competitive people that you've ever met as far as he competes with his own brain. It's not like he's competing with everyone else. Yeah. When he decided he wanted to play bass, first thing he did is went to the bookstore and bought five books on bass. Literally, How to Play Bass for Dummies. All of it. And sat there with the bass guitar in tow. Yeah, I'll take a little shot. Um, And uh, he he would just sit there and, like, he would obsess over theory for so long. He wouldn't, like, he would just skip technique and be over there like, oh, here's this crazy chord progression, but I can't even get my fingers to work. I've noticed that, Aaron, you can lay off the theory, bro. We don't need it. I know. Jeez, bro. Just fucking lay off the fucking theory, bro. (laughs) (laughs) But now I'm like, dude, you know, I shouldn't. But at the same time, like, uh. Aaron has, like, surpassed me in musicality now, in my opinion. I'm like, dude, Aaron is the fucking man, and it's just... And he's and he's that way with everything that he gets into. If it's, like, poker, Aaron's the best poker player that I know. He don't play anymore right now. We've talked about it. But actually. he's one of those guys, he's like, sit down, come over, play a casual game, and y'all beat him. And he's like, goes home all next week. He's obsessively watching professional poker. Everything. Just and then he'll come back and stomp everybody. And he just can't help it. He gets and he's he used to win magic tournaments all the time. He loves magic, still plays a lot of magic. I love Harry Potter. And he it's me too, dude. I actually do too. I've got a Harry Potter keychain on my keys. Anyways, fucking Deathly Hallows. How do you do that whistle thing up your asses, man? That's Deathly Hallows. <laughs> the best when you put it in front of something that don't need it, you're like, Deathly Hallows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a, like a, a Ron White kind of thing, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, it kind of yeah. is. Back down. Back down. It's a hard consonant. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> uh, uh, no, yeah, man, that uh, that's pretty impressive about Aaron. I, I didn't know that he was like that, but I, I just remember watching you guys back in the day and just being blown away by 
by that kind of thing. Not much um, of a drinker. No. No. So, <laughs> I remember playing uh, one show with you guys at 1904, and a, a, kind of an example of what you were talking about, it was just kind of like like going for things. We played that Zappa tune. Oh, that ship was... Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking. What I was, I for sure was like, I don't have this down. Like, I don't think collectively we have this down. But Rory called it, and I was like, we're doing it, and we it went for great. it. It was fucking a lot of fun. You want to know a funny story about that day when you rehearsed with us at Aaron's house? What's that? If I can talk about drugs freely and openly as I have been the whole time, of course. Uh, um, I mean, you can also plead the fifth, so just incriminating yourself. So. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it was it was it was a, a life lesson learned that night. I was drinking on them little somethings that you always drink on, right? Yeah. And I remember I had taken a microdose of LSD that day. I got up and was like, ooh, Anton's coming to do a gig with us. I'm gonna t- or I'm gonna, we're going to practice today. I'm going to take this little microdose, right? Yeah. I took it. ended up not being a microdose, of course. Middle of practice, I'm like, ooh. Here's, here's the kicker. All LSD is a microdose. Yeah. It's microscopic. Yeah. <laughs> it's micrograms. But, okay. <laughs> anyway, so I'm sitting there. I'm like, whoa, okay. I'm starting to feel weird. We're working on this Abitin. Go and get the beer. End up drinking the whole six pack of a little something, and even you were like, "Damn, they're strong, dude." I'm like, "Yeah." And I, then I left, went to uh, um, what is now Archetype. Proceeded to drink a lot more. Somehow I ended up like at Greg Sears' house later that night, and I remember turning up like this tequila of Kirk or bottle of uh, Kirkland's tequila. Oh, I'm like, nice. "Bull." And then I end up back on the back porch with the Vagabond boys and Brent. I lived at Brent's house. We're all fucking around. We're all sitting around. We got one twisted tea that we're all sharing. Yeah. And we had like the leftover whiskey and they're like, go ahead, dude, take your sip. I was wasted and high on this LSD. So I couldn't really like, I could not pass out. I chugged this (laughs) shit and I fucking, dude, I got so sick. I thought I was going to die. Like Brent's in there sleeping and I'm like, Jared sat in the bathroom with me for a while. He's like, I don't know what to do, man. I was like. I just dry even <laughs> oh for like God. hours. Megan had to go wake Brent up. Brent sat in there like a trooper, dude. Held my hand, was like, "I've been there before, bro." Yeah, <laughs> I like, you're gonna be completely fine, dude. It's okay, Brandon. Brandon. He's like, he goes in his room, gets like some medication to make me stop puking. He's like, eat this, and he's like making me drink water. He's like, you gotta drink. <laughs> like Brent <laughs> fucking brought me back to life, dude. It That's was, awesome. But yeah, it's just I'll never forget. I every time I think about. I just that one day, it's just, you know, Anton LaPlume, Frank Zappa, pain. Pain. Lots <laughs> of pain. Yeah. Moral of the story, don't go to Greg Sears' house. <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. rehearse with me, apparently, because yeah. that's what your day ends up being like. Yeah. yeah, dude. All the stress and pressure that you put on people, just, bro. Fucking, you turn me into an alcoholic, quit, yeah. a drug <laughs> addict. My God. Yeah, I have that effect on people. Uh so I'm curious, uh, as I think a lot of people are, why didn't it work? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna go. I can't. You go. have to, you have to I go. Can't, I can't uh, really go into that. It's just you know, a long, we we were so intertwined in each other's lives for so long that when you get that intertwined in each other's lives for a long period of time, it's so much different struggle. And people just you know, we all started kind of just taking small steps towards different paths that made big differences in our, in the band. And uh, then I lost my mind got wasted and went over to the house and was like ah! freaked out and then uh and then i was like sorry y'all 
and it was really like honestly like and for me it was all the pressure and just the stress of promotion and getting on facebook and like i didn't even do any of that shit but it was just felt like uh all that stuff just uh, amounted up to nothing and it was a bunch of stressful bullshit that really ended up just uh making me dislike playing music for a period of time when i didn't realize that that's what it was something was wrong in my life i would tell megan every night something's wrong and i can't fucking figure out it's driving me crazy and it was the band. It was just the stress of the band. I just, I don't give a shit about making it. I don't care. I don't care. I could sit here with you guys and just fucking talk into these microphones and fucking sip whiskey and play a couple gigs and lay tile. And if that's all it is, guess what? I'm still going to listen to as much. I listen to so much music. That's, I love listening to music. It's almost more than I like playing it. Yeah. I just fucking consume on the way here. Just fucking... Ween, me and Megan are like, all right, fucking let's get in the mood with some ween. Yeah. <laughs> get really into it, dude. But, like, you know, I just, I kind of, you know, uh, it was it was just all of us kind of changing and growing as different people. And me realizing that uh, making it and all the push, the hippie hierarchy, the struggle, all of it just doesn't amount to shit to the me. hippie hierarchy, I like You know, that. trying to get in on the different scenes of people and the hippie hierarchy that is here and there and all the different things. And, like, I just... Like being myself, and I feel like that will shine through anything else. I don't have to, like, present myself to you constantly. I don't yeah. have to present my music to you constantly yeah. or any of that shit. You can either like me or you don't. And I don't have to come and say, hey, I really want to be part of your group. Yeah. Fuck all that. Yeah. I don't like all that silly <laughs> shit. I just like playing video games and fucking having real friends. That's what it all amounts to is like your real experiences of life, all conglomerative. Standing on some big stage in front of thousands of people is an experience, right? But just as an important of an experience as that is, is sitting there with a friend who you know for a fact loves you and cares about you with no fucking, there is no like wondering about what they actually feel or, or just shit like that. Yeah. Or sharing in those small experiences of like your friend that you love and care about having a baby even. That make me cry and just different stuff like that that like it does matter. All those experiences are the shit you're going to think about when you die and the shit you're going to take with you. And if you fill it full of nothing but stressful bullshit of trying to get somewhere constantly whenever you die, that's all you're going to remember. It's those couple times with the thousands of people on stage and the hard-ass road there, which is all part of it still. But I just learned, I just like now I care more about the, sh the things that are in my face as well. You know, where before I literally would look through everything and nothing matters except for this band. And that was fucking stupid. Yeah. Now, I feel like I'm a way better player than what I ever was because now I'm not stressed and I can, like, really just focus on what I want to do. Yeah, but how many followers do you have now? Oh. <laughs> yeah, dude. I got, like, these two... <laughs> <laughs> I got these two stray cats that follow me up to the door, dude. And a couple baby ducks that live in the neighborhood. That's all the followers I need, dude. I'm just fine That was such a great speech. <laughs> that was like, great. I felt like it was I was in Hoosiers or something, man. Harvey Keitel's coming out to the halftime fucking yeah. speech. You're fucking funny, I was like, yeah, right. yeah, fuck everybody, dude. Yeah. Get the fuck about everybody. No. Fuck this podcast. Why are we doing this? Yeah, dude. No, but in, in general, like, I love... Turn this fucking down. I, I, lo I love podcasts. And I and I don't disrespect. It's just for me, you know, like that stress you were talking about, that personal anxiety. I get it from all of that. 
But therefore, then again, that's why I'm willing to put my whole musical self to you if you're willing to help me with those other parts of life. So therefore, the bands I play in now, that's, you know what I mean? It's not like I don't do anything. I don't make fucking Facebook posts. And if you don't like that, I don't care. I don't give a shit. But guess what I will do? Sit there and scrutinly try to get this music to, to, a, to a higher level. Yeah, you know what I mean? totally. And I'll be there on time, and I'll get up early, and I'll fucking, whenever you're crying, I'll sit there and actually listen and really be a true friend. But I'm not posting on Facebook. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, That's just me. I'm just not fucking so, doing it. So, can I say that... Um, <laughs> Uh, I that, sound like a dick. So no, 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 no not at all. I, I, hey, that's that's actually what I was gonna say. The the, I, the 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 harp thing is like meeting somebody who doesn't feel that way and actually enjoys doing that kind of stuff. It's kind of stuff that you just fucking have to no, do. Those are the people that I'm like, yes, I love you, because I hate all that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all hate it. Well, so um, <laughs> for the most part, some people can, like it. Can I? I I'll, I'll say no, this. No, you're not allowed to talk. Have you ever tasted heaven in a glass? Do you pine for the hoppiest brews and palest ales? Do you like food? If so, then Wicked Barley is the oasis that your mouth has been wishing for, walking into the complete barren wasteland that is your life. Wicked Barley is located in Jacksonville, Florida, nestled on the banks of Goodpeace Creek. Wicked Barley aims to provide its guests with a wicked experience, offering over 18 house-brewed beers, ciders, and meats on tap. They also have an expansive gastropub-style food menu, including burgers, salads, sandwiches, and more. Whether you are a newcomer or a craft beer connoisseur, there's a little something for everyone at Wicked Barley. Visit them at 4100 Bay Meadows Drive and tell them Bottom of the Bill sent you. That was an inspiring uh, <laughs> segment there, and I really, truly feel you on that. Like you, you, you said a couple things that, as you were saying it, I don't know if I don't I don't know if you realize how relevant some of that stuff is. I mean, uh, you, obviously you do because you went through it, but like. There, some of that stuff is like super relevant to my personal life right now, like the friends having babies and the things that you're not there for because you're—it's uh, a whole thing. Yeah. But like, and 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 those are the things that have been going through my mind a lot lately about like what's like what's actually important. Um. So yeah, man. I mean, like I, I totally get you. I've missed and, out on a and, lot of that shit. Yes, and that's a problem <laughs> for sure, right? Uh, that that's that's a problem. I don't know. You know, one of the battles I go back and forth with is is like, is it? is it like is it worth it right and you know i haven't i haven't gotten to the realization that you've gotten to yet maybe i will one day but uh you know i what i will say though is that uh when you did that run with us i think that your like like your disposition kind of rubbed off on everybody because i, I i'll say this like it, it was what like i felt just no stress at all that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's the funniest thing I fucking heard in a long time. No stress. I mean, minimal compared to what I normally feel before gigs. Not even close. I mean, like, look at there, there's always gonna be there, there's always gonna be an aspect where where I have to be on top of certain things, right? Like, butthole could turn coal into a diamond. What are you talking about, bro? What I'm saying is, <laughs> what, what I'm saying. Are you not validating my feelings right now? Is that what's happening? <laughs> I'm listening. 
doesn't sound like you are though, I'm right? You're just kind of like just shoving it off and laughing it off. That's what, what I'm saying. That's what friends do. Yeah, yeah. That's what friends do. A we we should be trying go. to build each other up, right? Like Brandon <laughs> no. was saying. Friends don't build each other up. We tear each other down. Break each other down. Tear that fucking wall down. Fucking true friends. <laughs> what I was saying is, there's always going to be in the position in the position that I'm in with the band. Obviously, there's always going to be certain things I have to be on top of and I have to be considering, right? What I, all I'm saying is that musically, with this last run, I felt less stressed than I felt in a long time, right? And and I think that there's a certain confidence in knowing that you're going to handle the job, right? But there's also like a certain conf- like just a certain kind of uh, vibe that that when you when you're so confident in the way that you feel about what you're doing, whether it's playing the instrument or your path in life, whatever that yeah, might be, yeah. that that's intoxicating. Like right, like that 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 that's infectious. It gets well, that's to and I'll tell you the truth. B- joining Firewater and that's some you know we ha- we just been talking about like my past and stuff, but joining Firewater is a lot that's helped me in seeing that because Dave Smith has become one of my best friends and one of the people that help. He like learned me real quick. And he's like, I can see these things about you. And he'll just say them out loud. He's like, dude, he's like, we got to figure out how to get these stressors off of you and different shit. And he po- started pointing out shit to me that I'm like, God damn it. You're, you're right. These are the things that I do care about that I pretend like that I don't because I feel like there's an honor in being like, no, I'm fucking self-sufficient. Well, yeah. guess what? I'm way more self-sufficient now than I ever have been and more and happier and I don't, some of the people who I respect the most and the best musicians are, they look at life the same way that I've came onto it now, where it's like, like, sometimes I'll get like teary-eyed just thinking about one of my friends doing well, not even with music or something, or just like, you know, some of the bonds that I share with my friends and shit. Like, I don't know. That's the kind of shit that I really care about these days. It's yeah. Like, shit like that. Like, call, I try, like, I used to not talk. I love James Kennedy. I always have. And I used to, I used to have phone anxiety real bad. I just didn't like talking to people, but I was real stressed out all the time. Now I call him over every day. I'm just like, Hey, I, I love you, dude. Which, uh, yeah, shout out to James Kennedy for, uh, and that's, and, and you for hooking us up because he's the one he, that's like, dude, have you, I know you did that run. you? album's amazing i'm like i fucking know it's so good oh man uh so it's great james kennedy he lives out like in the pensacola area yep. uh he has a page called swamp uh swamp swamp Coast. hippie golf coast yeah it's coast like a community on on facebook and uh he does a lot for like you know bands and stuff that are traveling trying to help promote and all that stuff and uh he uh messaged me uh, maybe a week ago or whatever say hey man uh, give me a call when you got a minute and i called him He's like, yeah, uh, you know, so I was talking to Brandon after that run that you guys did, and he said that you guys are good people and that uh, that I should be trying to help you guys out. So yeah. uh, I'm calling just to let you know that if you guys ever need a gig out this way, let me know, you know, and and, I, and I'll try and help you guys out the best that I can. Awesome. So I really appreciate Dude, hit that. hit him man. up, I'm saying. If oh, I, else, I for sure am. He'll put yeah. together these cool-ass little three-show little three show runs, and even though it's a, it's a good ways away, you drive over there, stay somewhere with him or with someone, one of the people and dude the community over there is fucking awesome you know what i mean like people show up and once you start going there and you keep building it now all of a sudden the little spirals we make or however you do it 
you got one going out that way that's like right on the cusp. And the culture there is so cool because it's the spill out of New Orleans right there in that part of Mississippi. Yeah. It's fucking awesome over there. I love it. Well, that, and that's the thing, the thing. Like, we pre-COVID, we were routing to New Orleans like twice a year, you know. Nice. So, it was like that would be like a perfect spot to exactly, hit. Exactly, dude. They know? got like an he, – he's, he's got a spot in Mobile, Alabama. Dope. And he's got a spot – over there, right there in Gulfport, which is called the Juke Joint, which is like a 24-hour bar. Okay. It's fucking cool. I used to play in Gulfport a long time ago. It's a cool little area. Isn't it? It is cool. Um, yeah, man. No, so I really, really appreciate that hookup for sure. Yeah. So uh, I want to talk about Firewater for a little bit as well. How did you get linked up with those guys? Just because right there at the end of Custard Pie, Aaron had started uh, – they, you know, had a had a, you know – differences some type of small falling out with their bass player right and uh they had aaron come on start playing electric bass and then aaron just kept like you know i want to get brandon on i'm tired of playing one just boom boom trying to keep the timing <laughs> you know it's like y'all aren't fully bluegrass anyways y'all are weird hodgepodge let's get let's throw drums in here and you know i was like no nah, i don't know about that for a long for a while i was like i don't want to step on chris's toes blah blah, blah. and chris is like it's like, hell no, it, he's like that type of dude. Anything, he's like, I only learned to play washboard just because we were, had a punk band and I was singing and it's like it started to be outlaw country and I'm like, well, what else can I do? What can we do? He's just one of those guys. He's just a do guy. Like, whatever needs to be done, he's willing to do whatever. And so whenever it comes to that, he was just like, fuck yeah, whatever, make the band better. And me and him are great friends. I fucking love Chris. He's one of my favorite people. And at first I was like, oh, I don't want to step on his toes, you know, I wasn't sure about you know, but throw some shuffles on there. I love bluegrass and just hillbilly sound and music, especially with a weird fucking psychedelic twist like that. Yeah, so totally. I was very unsure about it at first. I love now. I'm all about it. I love them. They kind of have, they've kind of put me in almost to some type of light of be of a, uh, you know, kind of being like a musical director when we're at practice. As far as saying, hey, no, let's sit here and work this part and this part. And, you know what I mean? And everybody just kind of taking and listening to everybody's ideas and making sure that we stay on them, you know? Yeah. And the thing I like about those guys is since I've joined, they've all, it's almost like I, me and Aaron were like some infectious thing that made everybody want to just like do more and get a little better, you know, and dig a little deeper. And me too, all of us, you know, Hoff is over there like, he can play like six keys on one harp now because he's figured out all the in-betweens. Oh, that's and like, great. Just he's actually trying to really do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's the kind of show where I'm like, dude, any group of people I'm around that's like willing to fucking sit here and get better, it makes wedding band money. We go out and have a fucking blast, dude. Yeah. We have fun in that I'll band, bet, man. dude. That was a really fun band to play with. Dude, those late night festival sets, we get up there, and I mean, it is no holds barred. I'll be doing a, uh, I'll be soloing on a bottle of whiskey that they're passing yeah. by, and we're just <laughs> having a blast, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. That's and, awesome. you know, like I said, Dave Smith has really been one of the biggest key factors in helping me um, just kind of like accept who I am in a way and like do the necessary things in my life to make myself actually truly happy. Like that dude, I'm telling you, he's he's the one. He fucking he's done a lot for my family. My mom is he's helped my mom find a place to live. My mom lives over there with him and wow. he, he's he's done a lot to help my family like the gave you know, gave me a car. Like he's done more for me than any person ever should and it's not just because i play drums and he didn't do that for my mom just because it's my mom like he actually gets a real joy out of fucking helping people he just likes helping people and he's a very selfless guy in that way um 
and I'll say he's one of the biggest reasons as far as me being able to come to all of these terms now. I'm telling you. Like, he has fucking got it figured out. Have you ever seen him without a smile on his face? No. That motherfucker's got it figured out. He's happy. You know? And yeah. everybody makes mistakes, and it's, your life gets shitty as fuck, but it's like, it's like whatever, it's like how it's accepting things, you know, mostly like, I'm this way, or I've done this, and you know, it's just different... Different shit I just missed out on for so long by over-obsessing on music. I mean, I overly obsessed. Literally pushed my girlfriend to the side. I love you, Megan. I'm so glad you stuck it out. But all kinds of shit. Just to fucking sit there and obsess over some shit that really amounts to to what? You know? Bunch of dudes just hanging out, dude. When it all comes down to it, it's really Boil just it a down. bunch of guys Boil hanging out. <laughs> moving your hands on some furniture. Big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh good point man it's a good point colonel bruce i love that i love that <laughs> he said there he's like oh people take it so seriously we're all just sitting there rubbing on some furniture when it all comes down to it <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking perfect yes dude yes um all right well on that note i think it's time for unpopular opinions yeah let's do it unpop uh you want to go first kick sure. off our first one I back my first one yeah uh i think 2021 is worse than 2020 <laughs> 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 I mean, uh it's pretty cool we all i'm sorry it's pretty cool 50 percent of us have vaccinations that's awesome yeah. but we still can't fucking do anything that's <laughs> true shut down again. a lot of things up in the oh, air still going on in the middle east i'm not really following it but don't get me really started i'm going yeah. to turkey in two weeks we're gonna be started yeah so fucking it's, freaking it's, out about it's it some interesting times i remember last year just, didn't last year just seem more calm a little bit well, well the taliban wasn't like taking over yeah. shit as well that that's that, that's let's, big let's Sorry, I'm gonna be in Turkey in no. two weeks. Let's just. Sorry, sorry, I get sorry. that it's not all connected and all that, but you know, it's just. I just. I, I, no fear, bro. I'm already terrified of flying. This is not real, by the way. This, this is. This and while is a, you watch it all, man. yeah, watch it off. Yeah, I put it on every day. Every morning. I put it on. Got that off the I've never flown. Fun fact: I've never been in a plane. Ever. Yeah, you've never been in a plane. No, I'm kind of scared of it too. Yeah. Bro, I'm terrified of flying. Not to mention all the shit that's going on in the Middle East right now. Yeah, I'm flying to the Middle East in two weeks. And so. you look Middle Eastern too. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe nice. I'll be. Okay then. They'll be like, "What? You've been indoors for past ten years. Yeah. Why you look Middle Eastern, but you're so pale." <laughs> I'm playing. I'm not that pale, bro. I'm I got a nice nah, you do got a, thing going you on. You do. Yeah, I look good, bro. I look good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But that's my. Uh, that's my opinion. Yeah. I feel like right. it was better last year. <laughs> like it was well, I feel like <laughs> it, it, it was more calm uh, in the sense where I think everyone just was kind of at this point of acceptance of like, okay, this is what, is it, what this is what's happening, and. Uh, <laughs> You're right there, bud. Are you? Is he? Are you really like? Are you pulling like? A, <laughs> I am my first shot of whiskey too. He's 14 years right. old. That's what I was saying. Yeah. God, dude. <laughs> he's got a. Oh All right. Anyway, pretty sure I had more going on when I was 13 than you got going on right now. I'm just saying. Wait till you see my butthole, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's where like all the hair conglomerates. Anyways, <laughs> next on popular. All person. right. So, uh, where's my notes here? My my first unpopular opinion is. That uh, I didn't like Breaking Bad. That's not really an opinion. That's your opinion about yourself. Like, an unpopular opinion would reach the matches. So you would say, <laughs> Breaking Bad isn't good. Regardless of what's an opinion, I'm saying I don't like Breaking Bad. That's an unpopular opinion to say that you don't like Breaking Bad. Okay. Right? Anyways, yeah, Breaking Bad is a really good show. It's boring so, as fuck. I got, like, halfway through it. And it sucked, right? I just, I started, once people start, like, acting... 
Those people start like acting. I'm like, all right, it's over. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just thought I thought it like like I like I like organized crime shows and the whole thing. Like, I'm a big Sopranos guy. Oh. Uh, Love The Wire. Right. A big big. The Wire. Yo. Know, What's The Wire? Oh my God. Is it's, he, are you fucking around? No, no, I've not seen it. I've not is. seen it either. But you don't know what it is. No, no, no. It I'm is. not. I don't, I don't. Okay. So the The Wire takes place in Baltimore, and it's about basically just like you know. How how certain factions control certain areas of the ghettos with of what time drug period? trafficking, like the late nineties, early two thousand. Oh, got you. Yeah, yeah. And it was. I have to check that out. And yeah, it's really really great. Show. It's probably the closest thing to be like 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 the closest represent like representation to what how it act, how it all actually works. The infrastructure of the drug trade in those inner city neighborhoods. Yeah, that's you. probably the closest. And like and like the and the way that it deals with like the the police and then the politicians and how the port and the unions play a role in the whole thing. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. It's a pretty you know, fully dimensional thing. It's an amazing show. I love all that stuff. Breaking Bad was just two fucking guys cooking up meth. I didn't believe their relationship at all. I thought it was just. It's just. Boring, man. man. I was waiting for all. The, everyone's talking about all this, all this action that goes. I was waiting for the action the whole time. Yeah. Well, it kind of like got overshadowed by all the acting. You're not a big acting guy. Just you, you know. just want to see shit blow up. Yeah, like Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, that's a good show. I was talking about Trailer. I'm sorry. Boys. Anyway, I've seen every episode me too. Like times. Me too. <laughs> that's probably like my favorite series besides King of the Hill. Fucking what comes around is all around, bud. <laughs> yes. I'm a I'm a big uh, Office guy. My thing, the yeah, office. see, that kind of really kind of sums it up why you don't like Breaking Bad. Yeah, or like thinking hard. I don't like The Office. Not an Office guy. The Office is great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like, that, that's another show that's got fucking layers, bro. No, it does. Onion. Yes, it does. That is most like fucking predictable, like fucking. Dunder Milfin. Here's your pulse. It's got. It's, it's got. That's f- it. Watching that. Show. It's got fucking layers, bro. You I don't even know what Dunder Milfin means. I just know I see it on Reddit all the time. Dunder Mifflin. Dunder Milfin. Okay. Dunder Milfin. Oh, yeah. sorry. Dunder Mifflin. Sorry. <laughs> Dunder Milfin works too. Yeah, my bad. What are you saying, Bill? Uh, uh, just to wrap that up. Uh, Better Call Saul is like the best TV show of all time. I got, uh, that's I not even w- an popular opinion. I'm just letting you know that. I want to watch that, that one. Yeah, Better Call Saul actually is good. I did watch so that one fully. Good. I'm gonna watch Anyways, that one. Right. Uh, the second one is uh, Streetwalker is Side Hustle's best song. He agrees. He played it right. Actually, what what was your favorite song that that we? Played? Oh shit! This is good. He'll be no, no, I, that's a hard one. Um, and there's no judgment here. Probably on drums, it's not that much fun, actually. Honestly, like uh, you only wanted six, but seven. But I'm seven. trying to remember the name of it. Hold on. Uh, fucking uh, what's uh, the one? The uh, don't don't or don't. Dude, or, oh, living for the day. Yeah, I like living for the day, dude. I like the lyrics to that. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate living that. for the day, living dude. The day. Smell right. the roses, kiss the babies, That's bro. That's right, bro. Stop fucking up. Stop fucking up your present by worrying about the past. You I actually, I actually, that's probably my favorite. To like was as a whole song, yeah. But my favorite like melodies has to be street. That's the most infectious. Like laying in bed trying to go to sleep, and you're like, like all uh, all the different melodies in that song. What's my favorite part of that song actually? I can't redo the melody. It's right before the gong, gong, gong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and try to redo the yeah, melody yeah. shittily, but you know, I got I it in my you. head. 
All right. Well, uh, <laughs> you said I, I don't remember that part. That's why, and that's why he plays drums, kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So my second one is uh, I don't really get the the whole thing with Stranger Things. You don't understand uh, like what it. Dude, that was filmed in Jackson, Georgia, Butts County, where I'm from. No, it's not. I swear to fucking God, really? look it up right now. Really? I swear, dude. Yeah, my mom was Jamie, always... check it out, bro. Yeah, Jamie. Did pl- you, was, the, was that show, uh, uh, had that giant, like, uh, quarry pit? Is that there, too? Oh, I'm not yeah. sure. I, d- I haven't actually watched but very few of the series. I just remember my mom said to me, like, a thousand... From your hometown? Yeah. I just did a little whistle there. Did you hear that? Did a little axe dip. That's called an axe whistle. Axe <laughs> <laughs> whistle. That's, impre- I, I that's, that's actually impressive. I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, the first season it. was interesting. Uh, uh, okay, here's what I'll say: it's en- it's an entertaining show. I don't get why you know, like there's sci-fi or fantasy. So, I mean, that's the best that there is. Sci-fi is the best. It's kind of like the blob. Like, yeah, it's a blob. You know, the blob. No, the, blob. Like the blob. I never saw that. Exactly. That's it's kind of like that. It's like, oh, there's this ominous thing that comes from where? Who knows? Ah, it's scary. Ah, oh, it's the blobs gonna get you. Yeah. 80s cent. Yeah. It's, okay. So it's a similar thing to that. Yeah. I think. And and I and I and I feel like. But it's got like the friendship aspect of the little kids that really like. Yeah, build. it's all the nostalgia stuff. Yeah. I get it. I get it, and, and it's fine, and it's and it's entertaining. You just my, think my, it's my, a little too big for its britches. Exactly. <laughs> I just don't get the whole like you know subculture. You know what I mean? It's just. It's a little. It's a little much for yeah, me. Yeah, you don't really like '80s music. I can't stand it. Other than uh, "Back in Black" (ACDC), <laughs> that was probably the best thing that came that out of the '80s. Not. And that was like 1980. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's favorite I band of all time. I fucking love ACDC. Yeah, that's not '80s music when you really think of it. No, it was really. Uh, you got hair metal and you got the, the worst. You've got fucking uh, uh, Tears for Fears. That's, that's it. I seen a picture of your house. Oh, and then of course you've got you got the boss. <laughs> the boss. Well, no, but but no, but eighties Springsteen is not where it's at though, right? Seventies Springsteen is where wait, it's wait, at. Wait, wait, what's born in the USA? Eighties or seventies? That's eighties. What's Dancing in the Dark? Uh, I think that's uh, eighties. Yeah. yeah, it's the best. Yeah. How about Born <laughs> to Run, bro? Born to where? Born to Run. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. That's yeah. no, that's like that's like classic spring. When people talk about Springsteen, Rosalita. Is that seventies like, or is it like? No, on that's seventy. No, no, no. People no, really no, sit no, around and talk about Springsteen. Bro, like I fucking love Springsteen, bro. Oh yeah, he's not, how old are you? Twenty-eight. As soon as he's you not turn that much 30, younger, bro. You love Bruce <laughs> just wait for it. I no, promise. It's you. not even that, bro. It's just it it's just you got you got fi- you got to find like, the right tunes, bro. You got to find the right tunes. It's called Dad Rock, dude. And it's just rock, like yeah. you don't have a kid, whatever. But you well, no, I mean, I look, I listen to a lot. It. Of, it's just Bruce Springsteen was one of those guys that, for some reason, it's not anything against him. It never landed on me. Like I'll listen to Kenny Chesney. I don't know why, but I will. But I just never think. Even think of Bruce Springsteen. I don't know why. That's one of my dad's favorite songwriters. It's probably, it's probably, Rosalita, by the way. Yeah, I know. I know. You didn't know? Why did you just <laughs> so I, Because you, you, I didn't get a chance to finish. I was, I was saying like early, mid-70s is what I was saying about Born to Run and Rosalita and that whole thing. That's pretty good. Yeah, that, that's yeah, like... listen to Rosalita. That's that's like the real Springsteen. When it, when it gets to the '80s, it's not bad, but it's, it's just like kind of cheesy. Max and Weinberg, the hell of a fucking drummer, dude. He, yeah, he's probably the stiffest, but like a really, you know, just... Oh yeah, he's a, yeah, plays he's his role very well. Oh yeah, he's a he's a great. Uh, you relaxed? Yeah, yeah, dude. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> nobody else can fucking hear you. He's talking to the microphone. Kicking it, bro. Brandon just like said the most epic shit right now. You didn't even hear because he had his fucking microphone down by his balls. Yeah, so. dude. And 
I farted. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. What's your last one, Bill? Is it my last one? Yeah, my last one is... Oh, shit. I lost it. Uh, I like the new Jacksonville uh, statue logo they're building. Yeah, that says, like, Lerp or whatever. Yeah, everybody else thinks it looks stupid. I'm just like, it's... Wow, we got art. I don't really care about it either way. I think way. it looks cool. Take it or leave it. I don't know anything about it. It says Lerp. You don't know what... It, does, no. You does, haven't seen it? No, no, no. If you just go on Facebook or Instagram. So what? Like... Do you watch the news? Or? No, okay. not at all. D- does he look like he watches the news? <laughs> Hang on, you it's get a good traction exercise going on this couch they got in here. Dude. <laughs> it's, it's it's not like Joe Rogan's studio where he's got those neck weight things so you can like and then go like float and float in a cryogenic chamber for a bit. But Rogan wishes he was bottom of the bill. I'm it's just fucking. Saying. It's close, dude. Here. It's close. <laughs> yeah. It's going to look like that. Nice. See? Yeah, okay. I just like it because it's the first time that you've seen this. Because it's just wacky. You've never seen like a picture no. of this? This is the very first time. Very first it. time. Dude, it looks like it says Leno. And you have a computer. Yeah, Leno. That's why I thought, and too, I first saw it, Leno. <laughs> okay. I don't go on any. I don't I don't use anything. That, I that, literally call James Kennedy, my buddy Mike P, and my buddy Flim Dog. <laughs> Flem dog. That's dude. about it. That's a wild. But Dave, yeah, people, people are Dave making, and Aaron. People are making fun of it because they're like, "Does that say Jax or what? Lerp?" Oh, it, well, I, first it I looked like I said Leno too. Yeah, Leno. Time, yeah. But I like I like it. Jax, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. That's fine. Read well, that shit have, twice. Have, have you read the? <laughs> read that shit twice. <laughs> 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 That's gonna be the Welcome. fucking quote of the of the episode. Read Welcome that shit twice. <laughs> Read Sorry, twice, I spat right? somewhere over here. No, it's okay, bro. Well, I, I'm uh, vaccinated. Uh, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. The kicker, it cost uh, $35 million. So you think that's good spending? or? Do you sign that check twice? China's sign that check twice? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I don't have an opinion on it either way. Have you guys read the – or you haven't. But it's have going to be 150 feet tall. It's pretty dope. Have you, have you heard the artist's uh, explanation for the whole thing? Uh-uh. It's supposed no. to be like balloon art? <laughs> sorry, oh, sorry. So <laughs> balloon art? No, so it's kind of like I mean, in my opinion, I don't know, maybe I'm full of shit. This is just how I interpreted it. It sounded like kind of like a PR play where he like maybe maybe it didn't come out exactly the way it was trying to come out and he made this ex- excuse of how it like it's supposed to be like emulating like the the ebb and flow of, of the majestic St. John's River yeah. and it's not supposed to be jacks it's supposed to be like a some kind of weird like amalgamation of things that kind of like hint to, I, I, you have to read the whole thing there's a whole thing on Instagram about it it's like uh he explains mm. like why it looks the way that it looks it's it 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 sounds to me like it's kind of like he's just like blowing hot air but you know I don't know yeah blowing hot air into some some silver balloons, to, yeah, and then balloon like, art, yeah. Squeak, squeak, squeak. All my friends from South Florida are literally texting me like every day about. It. It's like, yo, Lerpsonville, fucking Lerp, what? fucking uh, whatever yeah, the when fuck. When you look it at says. it like that, it doesn't look like anything. Just, yeah, it's it not supposed to be anything. It's supposed to be the ebb and flow of the majestic St. John's yeah, and River. And if you look at it at a certain angle, then it becomes Jacksonville. Yeah, just yeah. like that one sign that says Duval, but if you look at it from the other way, it says nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's just. It's just gray. Yeah, it's just gray. Just like weird, <laughs> staggered I like signs. It. All right, so my my last one is uh, if I'm playing on a gig yeah. by myself, sure. you cannot bring your harmonica that you don't know how to play in key with me in and just start playing. Does this happen a lot to you? Literally all the time. I wouldn't I think it was an unpopular opinion, but... 
you might be right, the old tambourine lady or the old yes. harmonica dude. Yes. <laughs> that shit's real. Or even bro. at the Swanee, the random guy in the crowd with a flute. You're like, I'm trying to wash Humphreys. Where yeah. you playing a fucking flute in my ear? Yeah, get the it's fuck weird. out of here with that shit, bro. It's like, you don't even know I've what key. It's like, it's like, you- he's out there. He's out there. <laughs> uh, I've literally had people pull out harmonica and try to figure out the key. Right? So, like, like ooh, oh, no, wrong harmonica. Okay. Say, so I'm trying to sing a song here. And uh, I get that no one's here for me, but they're definitely not here for you. So like, get the fuck out of here, bro. What do you What do you do in that situation? Um, well, I tell you what you should do. Actually, tell, tell I me don't. What you do. I don't. I, I just kind of ignore it and just do my thing. I get on the mic and I'm like, "Hey, do I come to your job and slap the dick out of your mouth?" <laughs> 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 That's about. Oh, that is. Probably the funniest quote I've ever said in this show. <laughs> that's yeah, about I, all you can say. I would, I would, I would, I would. Oh, that's a good question. If somebody come up to me. I would just stop playing. So no, no. So I here's what. I, here, so there's there's another scenario that actually drives me fucking crazy. Right? It's when it's and it's always the same dude. Right? It's fucking one douchey fucking guy, like either in college or right out of college, that wants to impress his little friend circle, uh, and he takes chopsticks or uh the silverware and starts like to tap along with me oh, right yeah that's annoying so, so what i like to do is i get real fucking quiet yeah. to the point where all you can hear is them and they're looking around like oh it'll stop and i'll start picking it up again they start doing it again i just bring it way back down i'll be in the middle of a verse and i'll start it's very passive aggressive yeah. but it's like but it's like just it's it's letting them know like hey man I'm listening to what you're doing and I'm not gonna call you out directly but but like this is how obnoxious you're being what how obnoxious you think I'm being that's how obnoxious like you're being dude right a now. weird thing that keeps happening to me on a side note and this only happened since I started playing with firewater if we go down south in Florida right we're playing and there's all these people and there's always this guy this older guy who used to play drums so his wife thinks she knows timing oh yeah and they sit there and they fucking clap like this on the ones bro no they clap the whole time and then they sit there and they talk amongst themselves because i can read lips really well i've been playing fucking gigs for a long time everybody thinks i'm crazy they make fun of me about it chris but these motherfuckers are over there like he's not in time he's out of time and they're clapping at each other and laughing at me. And I'm like, I just want to fucking literally burn this whole building down. Wow. Yeah. It's the most infuriating thing. It'll ruin my whole gig. I'm like, why would you come out and stare at me? Both of them. And the guy's air drumming on the table. like, And he keeps doing like this. Like, no one can hear you right now, bro. He's like air, <laughs> he's like air drumming on the table. And, you know, giving the, the sly stare. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. All I'm doing is a fucking train beat. A tuka-taka, tuka-taka, tuka-taka. And this fucking old... Excuse my French. Bitch is over there fucking clapping along, about to flap away with her fucking turkey arms, <laughs> staring at me. I'm like, how could you? Where'd you get so mean? Oh, like I would never. Would you come up to someone painting and be like, add some green, yeah. <laughs> throw some green on it? Yeah. Like, Motherfucker's painting the ocean. Leave him alone. Yeah, man. God, uh, sorry. I'll Anyways, s- I'll repeat it a million times. It's my 
favorite thing that I ever came up with. The worst part about music is that everybody likes it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a t-shirt, bro. Every, I love that. Every, yeah, fucking trademark pending on that one. But I've been saying that for years. And so that's the fucking deal. It's like you're always going to deal with that. Uh, my favorite thing. So I did the reverse of what you did. You uh, real loud. Yes. Okay. So I had this lady uh, sitting like. You played with us at A1A before. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, they're, like, this close, and she's just hammered drunk, and she just keeps on yelling Freebird. And I just had enough of it. And so every time that she started talking to me, because we were, like, in the middle of the song or whatever, I think we were playing we were playing uh, uh, Sympathy for the Devil, and we do, like, an uh, uh, intro on piano where it's, like, real quiet at first. But anytime she would say anything, I would just, blow, I would just go, Poo, like, real loud. Still in time, still uh, uh, in key, just real loud. Just to drown her out. And she would just, like, drown her out real bad, and I would just stare at her while I'm doing it. And then she would, she just got so fucking mad and started flicking me off. She's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck this man. And she's so drunk. She's yeah. like sitting there like just all angry eyes at me. He's like, bitch, you can't even play Freebird. And I was like, you're right, I can't. Yeah, yeah well. I'm really glad that I don't know how to play it's, Freebird. Well, <laughs> like, good thing I said I learned the organ part to Freebird. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's different, though, <laughs> when, when someone's like talking to you and like doing that versus like like making like. Yeah, sounds that was in the background. Because that they're they're just being ignorant. There's yeah. a difference between being a belligerent and an ignorant. Well, be, because the, but also the people that are doing like the, the clinking thing, yeah. like they think they're being funny. Also, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, they're looking around like for the reaction. Like they're, they're like, yeah. even their, their girlfriend's like, stop it, stop it. And they're, they just, they're just like, looking at like, I don't give a fuck. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm being funny. Yeah. Right. And it's like and so b w by bringing it down. By bringing the volume down and making it so the entire bar can only hear them. And everyone's like, what the fuck is happening right now? It literally, it makes them look so well, stupid. I do the Billy thing, and I make myself look silly. The people are clapping, I start... I start playing the train beat like fucking like there's a fucking Wabash cannonball in your fucking bedroom. This <laughs> <laughs> as loud as I can, dude. I'm like, ah, because I'm just mad and I'm trying to like take out aggression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't really have that problem. My problem that I have with uh, any, any keyboard is that they come up to you to try to. Like oh I know play, I know piano and they oh. try they try to play while you're playing. Oh my god, that's so god. annoying. Yeah, too. that hap that happens almost every show. It's kind of stopped after you COVID. Should put like bitter spray all over that Why? way. They like do it and they like lick their fingers. Like, ah! I also have to play that piano. But yeah, but you you know it, so you can like wash your hands afterwards. I've yeah. I've had people literally come <laughs> and just like get on my microphone and start talking. I'm like, yo, oh, yeah, you, do you too. get that we have a fucking there's a pandemic going around right oh, now? Oh yeah, well that <laughs> kind of shit drives you crazy. But there was one time where this guy didn't have my back actually Me? yeah and what? i and uh, we were playing at the palace and palace. this oh, Lord. and this girl comes up and starts fucking with his keyboard right oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, i yeah. was like hey don't touch the keyboard you said that uh, to her uh, her yeah, yeah i was yeah, like hey yeah. don't do that and then and then like i think you you, you walked up or something and, and then like she was like i'm just trying to play the keyboard you're like yeah i don't mind and i was like Oh, okay. I guess I'm a fucking <laughs> asshole. And then not, not only that, she walks away and then tells her boyfriend that, that I was the fucking dick. dick. Oh, I've so, had that happen. So yeah. literally from across the bar, I see her pointing at me, right? <laughs> and I'm in the, like, I'm playing a song, right? Oh Singing. God. And like awesome. this guy just looks at me like, why? Because I'm, you know, my eyes are constantly just like going different directions. And I, I focus on him for one second and he just goes like, Hi, and I was like, "Oh, you motherfucker, bro! Like, what are you actually gonna do? Are you gonna punch me in the face while I'm on For stage? Not letting your girlfriend get on stage yeah. and put her fucking dick lips on my fucking yeah. mic? Come on! <laughs> or on his fucking keyboard, which he didn't even have my oh, back yeah, sorry, on, bro. Just it's fucking trying to like, help I've you out. I've done that too. I've walked up in the last moment, and I'd be not being a dick. I'm like, oh wait, no, mind. 
that everybody the whole time's like, we've been trying to get this dude off drums all night. Yeah. And I'm like, he's cool. He's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know why. I'm That's the fucking the- Wednesday night jams, <laughs> yeah, bro. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. I'm going to get a sweet tea. Yeah, I'm getting a sweet tea. <laughs> uh, all right. So what's your unpopular opinion? All right. Uh, my unpopular opinion is that uh, Elon Musk is not as smart or as sly as everyone fucking thinks he is. Oh, and really? And Tesla is a piece of shit car. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm going to say. What? Do you really believe that, or are you just saying I'm going to say that, for one, he claims he started PayPal. He didn't. There was some other guy. Was he an early investor? No, it's his company. Fuck oh, that, company. dude. Fuck that, I'm dude. I'm just playing. I was just trying to come up with a good unpopular opinion. That's a good guys. one. It doesn't Listen. have to be real. I was just wondering. But, okay. anyways, he's not that much of a space genius as he says he is. I've seen up close photos of that rocket. It looked haggard as shit. I was like, half of these fucking pieces look like they're going to fly off when this thing launches. But did did it, it's, though? It, it's he exploded, got there. It's exploded several times, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's a it's a trial and error process, you know. That's true. We're getting there. Yeah, but, uh, yet, uh, uh, one more unpopular opinion. I think Jeff Bezos is the man, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing, y'all. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I didn't know you were fucking around. Oh, yeah, I'm he's, sorry. No, nah, no, nah, I just, uh, you know, I'm like, if you got all this... I'm like, I don't know, just smart people like that. It's like, built a rocket. You built a rocket. Yeah. And, and a cool car. I'll give him that. It's a cool car. Yeah. But it's like. And environmentally friendly. It is environmentally friendly, I guess. Except yeah. where do you get the power from? But, but yeah. it's like, he got the power from sucking the blood out of all of his enemies. Look at it. <laughs> yeah. It's like a fucking vampire, <laughs> yeah, dude. Guys. Yeah, he uh, got all the power because his parents own an emerald mine in South Africa. But okay, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, <laughs> there we go. We're not all perfect, kids. No, 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 no. Some people are just more important than others. Yeah, and that's the moral of today's yeah. <laughs> podcast, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, man, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Right this on. Been, love you guys. Yeah, yeah. man. Fun. Love you too, bro. This has been really a great time. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Welcome back to Bottom of the Bill, and uh, we'll see you next time. Adios.